Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Happy Tuesday morning, friends. We are the Jux coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan, the Team 980 AM. <laughs> Monumental Sports Network on the television side. We're brought to you by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junks. If you are looking to be the next five-star HVAC technician or plumber, you just go to cropmetcalf.com, get the details there. I am Cakes, at Money Metal Cakes on your Twitter, at Cakes Flops on your Instagram. Jason Bishop is here. Good morning. He is wearing a hoodie. Yeah. Dressed for the elements. Cold. Good morning. Getting warmer, though. John Paul Flame is here. What's up, Cakes? He's wearing a crew neck sweatshirt. Good morning. Christmas gift. Very good. Eric Bickle here. How are you, buddy? Hoodie. Thank you. My, In the uh, mix. Maryland whip snakes. Well, we most are, of you guys got those. We're proud minority shareholders in the whip snakes. Since you were describing everybody's gear for some yeah. odd reason, why don't you describe your own gear? Uh, I'm wearing a navy blue Magruder lacrosse uh, quarter zip. A quarter zip. Yes, that is my that is my uh, apparel du jour. There you have it. Can I tell you something, man? I just saw this this morning. I, don't, I probably came out yesterday or something. Um, yeah. This is crazy to me. I think I know where you're going. What? Okay, when am I going to go? Is it the Ron Rivera thing? No. Oh, okay. You can tell me that. <laughs> that is kind of crazy. Oh, that he's getting an yeah, interview with the yeah. Eagles? That's no, crazy. No. This is way worse than that. Hey, he had the this, number one defense yeah, with the, the Chargers. This is way crazier? <laughs> well, it's not crazier. It's It, it confirmed a prior. Okay, okay yeah. It, it makes me hate this guy. <laughs> so, Anthony Rendon. Okay, yes. Is complaining. The guy that's making about $300 million playing baseball. Mm-hmm. Complaining yeah. that the season's too long. I think there's some validity possibly, but a, hello, I'm kind of with him on that. For someone baseball who's been hurt a bunch. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't play that much baseball. Well, wait, well, obviously. My point is, this is a game that's giving, giving you this spectacular life. Mm-hmm. So he's complaining yeah. that the season's too long and that... According to Jonathan Papelbon, he openly told his teammates that he hates baseball. <laughs> and that's what it looks like. Wow. Mm. He looks miserable out there. He plays 50, 60 games a year. He gets in fight. You know what? He, I might hate him more than anybody in baseball right now. <laughs> you ungrateful bastard. Now, he was part of the World Series run. I'm critically aware of, of it. the World Series. Keenly aware of it. But this guy. Man, he's done a, a turn, in my opinion. And um, I, I remember Mike Rizzo was, had nothing but glowing things. I know. Just talking about his character. and like, He always just, when he was here with the Nats, he just seemed like 
he couldn't have been a nicer guy, like better teammate, like yeah. It's a, he has a complete. There's a completely different image. He always of him had now that. With the Angels. He always had that aura about him though that was kind of indifferent. You know? yeah, yeah, totally. You, you didn't really know if he was too yeah. high, yeah. too low. If he was really into the game, did the losses affect him? Were the wins well, clearly that great? at this point they don't? Mm. He's a miserable guy. I hate Anthony Rendon. Write an article about that. <laughs> All right. Man, I hate him. It's got to be hard to be miserable, though, with that, that sort of. Exactly. I know he was complaining. It's a long season. In. You're like, right. 162 games in 185 days. That's asking a lot. There's no question about it. Yeah. But you know what? The sacrifices you've given, you know, you signed the contract. He's like got on a $245 million deal. Yeah. Uh, you barely play because you obviously don't love it. You know I mean, what? you hate baseball so much, just quit. Quit. <laughs> give up the money then. Just, yeah, just give up the money. Why don't you cash? actually give the money back? You know what? I couldn't hate him more right now. <laughs> that wow. should be He's the next. I couldn't hate target. him more. Yeah, I really do hate There's him. There's so many guys in sports, though, you hear it all the time, that play simply for the money that don't have the love of the game. That is true. I, I I'm guessing it, it in basketball it's a ton because it doesn't look yeah. like there's a lot of effort when I watch particularly well, NBA hey, games. It's yeah. easy to not care when you're so G'd up that Correct. it doesn't matter anymore. Also, yeah. golf clap to again to Mike Rizzo for not signing him to that big monster deal. Right. Well, who golf does he clap. sign? Well, that's you're, true. But you're you're not, waiting you're not, for you're not no, to congratulate him for, not, for, for making no, sure. At one point, he signed Scherzer. Yeah, 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 and, but not in this era. Corbin, right. They signed pitchers. But, but that's not his decision. Yeah. I, I'm not saying He's it's his strong. decision. I'm just saying this offseason, I couldn't name one person they signed. They did sign. I remember there was one signing of a guy. I can't remember his name. He was like a utility guy. <laughs> right. He got like a million. <laughs> yeah, you got a yeah I mean, they deal. do have to fill out the roster. I should say they don't sign anybody of nope. real great significance. They're not ready yet. And you know what? You, oh, you were, talking, you were talking about Nick Senzel the, from the Reds. Yeah, I think so. he's yeah. very forgettable. Uh, yeah. There was a lot of boo-hooing from Nats fans for not signing Rendon. Yeah, I, and I was one of those I guys, guys probably. I was probably one of those he guys. He was a star. <laughs> yeah, he was a great player. Great player. But he did always have that aloofness, and now yeah. it's just on steroids. <laughs> now that he's, he's living this charmed life, and, you know, just what a douche. If, I, if he I, actually I can't did tell you how much I hate if, him. If he did tell Papabon he hates baseball, then someone should call him out and say, just quit the game. They should say that. The media should get on him and say, just quit. Let someone else come in that spot. All right. I paraphrase. I, 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 I glance Uh-oh. at it a little bit. Oh, Uh-oh. so he doesn't hate baseball. No, no. Retraction. <laughs> Papelbon openly called out his work ethic. And claimed Rendon hates baseball. Okay. That was yeah. his perception. All right. But it's a safe thing. So Rendon didn't say, I hate baseball. Yeah. But that's a Papelbon's impression of him. Being a Papelbon's character in question here when he got into the scrap. Haters Except that most people hate. were Team Papelbon on that, if you talk to some insiders. He got in the scrap with Bryce Harper, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Um, <laughs> but, but didn't he ultimately get cut? Yes. Papelbon's yes. Well, I mean, he was a very good player. Well, yeah. you know, you know... So, like, report, reporters out in L.A. hate him. They hate like, Rendon? They, they hate Rendon because... Well, he probably never he's talks a douche. To because he try, they try to get updates on his injury, like, what any kind of progress he's having, when right. will he be back in the lineup, and, and stuff like that. And, and, like, they'll go up to him, and then he'll go, no habla inglés today. <laughs> That's what he'll say to the reporter. Right. Just to blow him off, and the reporter's right. just trying to do their job, and get any right. kind of injury update. He's when you not think a good he'll be guy. back in the lineup? He's a bad guy. 
It sounds guy. like when Cakes and I went up to Steven Strasburg in <laughs> training, and he said that he doesn't talk to the media the day before he pitches. Yeah. Turns out it was like three days before he pitched, right. and he gave well, us that. Well, well Worth, Worth was like Strauss. that. Strauss turned. By the end of his career, Strauss really did kind of, Strauss kind of opened up. Once that happened, I vowed, well, I'm, I'm never approaching another player in the yeah. locker room ever it's again. It's just too I'm humiliating. Just never gonna, I'm never going to be in the locker yeah. room ever you know, again. You know, the last time I was in golf, Strasburg was in there. Oh, he yeah. was. And I really thought about going up to him. I didn't. Yeah, but I mean, it was but just, what are you going to say? It was just so random that Strassi was in there. Did you just want to pick? Is that what it is? You no, I just want to say what's up. Say mm-hmm. how he's doing. I, I mean, rub his shoulder. I wouldn't have taken a pick with him. I don't. Think. Yeah, but Worth was like that too with the media. I think so. Some people swore by Worth oh, too. Was... Worth is not an endearing guy to me. No, certainly he's not. A real douche. He, didn't he? Didn't uh, Rendon put hands on a fan too in the stands? Yes. He did recently in Oakland. Yeah, that I do was remember in that. Oakland. Yeah. Oakland. They were giving him crap about never playing. I'm telling you, yeah. Rendon is my enemy number one right now. <laughs> that is Man, your he's getting guy. to you, huh? Oh, that, that really irritates me. He's under your skin. Because, well, yeah, way, but that, he, but that's he, my sense. But that's him. if he said he hates baseball. He didn't say that. No, but his actions le- led Papelbon to think that. Yeah. And his actions. Well, maybe he's just. Now. But maybe he's just very frustrated because he's had injuries the last three years and he just feels like it's because Could be. they just grind them down to a yeah. flake. Because they're 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 162 games, 185 days. I'm not arguing that it's not. Think a about lot. how condensed that. It's is. a grind, not, right? And I'm sure most players, if not all, feel the same way. They just don't talk about it. And I think it's fair for you to say it's too much baseball. I just don't like his attitude about the whole thing. It just falls in line. Right, right. you're making millions. Zip it and play. You know what? Look at the baseball bat up there. That guy, Cal Ripken yeah. Jr., he showed up to work every day. I know day. what Rendo's yeah. not going to do. I know he's not going to turn back in the 30 yeah, just turn in the money that he has coming to him yeah. this year, yeah. the following year, and then the next year. You're so, literally <laughs> playing a kid's game. He's going to make $100 million in the next three years. Right? Yeah. The last three years, he hasn't even played a full season right. combined. Right. He's played 148 games. Yeah, he hasn't even played 162 no, games combined. Yeah. No, he sucks. I hate him. What's scary is he's actually super talented. But yeah, he just hadn't been healthy. I Man, he's been in the league a long time. Hate him. And I remember with like cakes I, when we saw him when he was an up and comer. Remember we had we had lunch or dinner with Davy Johnson. Yep. Uh, in, uh, in Florida. Florida. Yep. In uh, where were we? Vieira. I think it was Vieira. Mike was sitting with him. I think at a side table. I think it was the year he was drafted. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Or a year later. Yeah. Or, and yeah, they're like, he, "That's Anthony Rendon. He's yeah. going to be a star." Right. You know, he was this quiet guy sitting over there. In- a lot of us were on monkey tilt. Mm. Yep. <laughs> yes. Whatever. A lot of us are on monkey tilt, Davey. Thank you. Yeah. Davey Johnson know. is still with us, right? Yes. I think so. I still, I still remember after he left the Nats, yeah. I think a year or two later, I was renting a car in Florida. And somebody said he was a douche, right? Somebody said Davey Johnson was like the worst guy on the planet. <laughs> right. I was like, wow. Because I said, like, we're here for a spring training trip, whatever. Yeah. He's like, oh, the Nats. He's like, Davey Johnson is a, a major D-bag. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> wow. got us. News, news I, I love his stories. Could have been nicer to us. But yeah. I could see it. Right. I could see it. Right. Him having just no patience for someone. <laughs> yeah, sure. And I, you know where I have no patience in life? Well, a lot of places. But the top place is a rental car spot. Well, it is a place yeah, where, it as Davey Johnson hell. says, you can't be put on the monkey stilts. Yeah, yeah. I lose, I lose my composure in a rental car spot. I just I'm, just, I'm just trying to think of people I hate in sports. I, I used you don't to have hate that many. I used to hate people in sports. 
Well, he's but my I, number one. Right but now. I don't. I don't think I can think of anybody I actually hate. Can anyone really? out there? Do you? You hate no. a lot more people than me. Well, I hate people that I see on the news. Did you see the story of the two losers in PG County that were uh, robbing the ATMs from the stores? I did not hear this. You should see the pictures of these guys. What losers! <laughs> God, I wish I had their names up. I hate them. I, this happened maybe a week or two ago. Uh, Ish. They just, they just caught him. I think them. I read the story. I didn't see the loser. And then one to... of them tried. The cops pulled him over, and they, yeah. they, they he tried to run over the cops. Now he's being uh, charged with attempted murder. Good. Did they try yeah. to, like. I hate those did, guys. Did they try yeah. to, like, yank the ATM out of the store, that bit? Like, oh, with... they've been doing all that, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty brazen when you do that. I'm trying <laughs> you to. just take the whole machine? Even if I could take the whole machine, I wouldn't know what to do with it. I, mean, I wouldn't even know how to into open it. it. Yeah. I mean, you would need every tool from Home Depot to try to break into that thing. Still probably couldn't. It's but th- not- those are the type of guys that I hate. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I hate that. You know what? I thought of you, Cakes, a couple days hey, ago. By the way, here are their names. Dennis Burkett and Robert Burkett. Okay, okay we hate them. <laughs> Obviously bro- brothers. A brother yeah. crew. Very nice. I hate them. They're losers, <laughs> and everybody they know and their family, the they're I all losers. segment for the junks. But I can't day. think of anybody I hate in sports. God, I'm sure someone will come up. No, no, no. There's, there's Just think of your fantasy people. team, and I'm sure you'll find somebody. Yeah, the kickers. Who, who, what, uh, college there, was, kickers. Who disappointed you this what? year. <laughs> was there any coaches that I... 20 years ago, that rant. College yeah. kickers? <laughs> I guess I just cared more back then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of coaches that I hate. Uh, I don't hate any coaches, I don't no. think. I think it'll come to you. Yes. You're a fairly hateful yeah, person. You just jot them down when they come to you. Yeah. I actually don't hate that many people. I hate Anthony Rendo. Uh, yeah, I don't, he doesn't bother me as much as he bothers you. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure someone will come up. Uh-huh. I'm going well, to brainstorm that. Cakes, I thought of you, though, actually, this uh, last week because remember when Cakes did the uh, one of the greatest bits of all time? <laughs> one of the greatest of okay. all time. Thank you. I appreciate the, the kudos he, and the props. He, he, couldn't, he couldn't figure out how to get his couch out of his basement, <laughs> yes. so he took an axe to it. I did, And yes. he chopped it into one billion splinters and pieces. I was inspired by... Jason Voorhees. Right. And then he, didn't, then he didn't know what to do because now he's got a thousand, literally a thousand splinters and pieces and everything all up. Cut my couch into pieces. Right. So it was daughter, your last resort. It was fun. My daughter, before she went back to Cornell, mm-hmm. decided that she didn't want her dresser anymore and her desk anymore. Okay. Instead <laughs> of calling her brilliant father. Right. And asking for his advice. Mm-hmm. You know, my wisdom of 53 years mm-hmm. on this yeah. planet, almost 54. Yeah. She decided to take it apart piece by piece okay. into a billion pieces. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Love and it, now Meg. there is there was a pile okay. of a billion pieces. <laughs> Screws over here. Yeah. Bolts over here. Little pieces over here. And, and you know, some cheap dresser. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was from Ikea, but it was like, you know, Wayfair or something. Mm, right. And and she did the same thing with her for her desk. And literally Good it's job, a pile Meg. like this. Yeah. All over and I said, <laughs> Do you see what you just did? We now have to take 1,000 trips down the stairs, out to the driveway. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? Why didn't you just call me? Yeah. I could have. We would have maybe taken the legs off and gotten it through the door. Nah, you know what I mean? All you need is a few uh, big, like, hefty black trash bags. Yeah. Thrown in there. It would have ripped the trash bags to pieces. Nah. Not if you get a nice, you get thick those, one. Get those contractor-grade right. ones. Trust me. <laughs> it would. It's so heavy. It would have ripped. It was so uh, long. It was a disaster. I don't know. I she would have created... thanked my daughter for doing that because it made it easier <laughs> on you. No, 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 no. 
it did not make it easier. <laughs> it would it would have been way easier to just let me and my son and somebody else get it through the doorway, walk it down the stairs, <laughs> take it into a billion. People. And all I could think about was cakes <laughs> chopping up his couch. That's right. It was literally no different. I mean, that was that had for me that had to be further back than the college kicker rant because <laughs> I mean, oh, that's that why was... I lived in my town home. Right. That was a while ago. Yeah. Right. It's been a while. Right. Anyway, happy Tuesday to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> we have anything else? We're, We're off on a cheery note. People we hate. Very, guys are very chipper this yeah, morning. Yeah, we are, man. We're shot out of a cannon. Well, the Anthony Rendon thing just set me off. <laughs> Pissed me off. Anyway. Yeah, that's, that's a hey, good story. Hey, here's the best part. You'll never watch Anthony Rendon play baseball ever again. No, he plays in California. You probably anyways. haven't even watched him more than once or twice since he left the Nats. That's probably, right. too, probably true because I'd want to watch Shohei back in the day, but now right. I have no reason. I mean, Trout never plays either. Right. I mean, why would I Unless they come to they be Washington. The, yeah, they got to play at 7 o'clock. Maybe the Angels you're come never, to Washington. You're never, that's your boycott. You, you should never watch him play baseball ever again. You don't want to play. Apparently not. Yeah. He'll get hurt again this year. He's probably played 54 games. <laughs> Cakes, this is a mean Joan. Cakes looks rough this morning. Looks like he bumped his head and his face airbags went off. <laughs> <laughs> It's a funny what am bit, I gonna though. do, man? I got eye bags. I wake up at four twenty every day. There's nothing I can. Right. Do. You know I, what? You're I mean, getting older. That's just the way I mean, there's life something is. I, I guess I could put like cold tea bags. Insert your tea bag jokes here right. on my <laughs> puffy, you know, under eyelids. Yeah. But am I really gonna do that? They are big today. I'm sorry. I usually don't joan on them. They're big. It's fine. What are you going to do? This is me. This is my. This is my look. This is the way I present myself to the world. Nothing more I can do. (laughs) I mean, what more can I do? I mean, if people have suggestions, surgery. My mother had surgery. She had the surgery, and actually, she. I mean, forty years later, like they're gone. Like she doesn't have bags. Pretty impressive. I don't know how they do it. I wouldn't have like, any where idea. Where would all your allergies go? I don't know. Well, that's a great question. Take... Whatever's underneath filling that area, yeah. they would maybe take out. Maybe I just need like a really hot, like, <laughs> sterile. Do you take anything? I have bags and dark no, but I think allergies. bags maybe weren't allergy-related. Oh, yeah. Like, I think cakes, yeah. some of it has to do with allergies. Yeah. I think my mothers were just, like, inherited bags. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I don't look at a before like and after. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go look at the pictures from like 20 years ago. I'm guessing he still had bags back then. They're just probably not as. Yeah, he's had allergies. They're just getting worse. So that, that, that's a lot of, of it, like the dark circles. Like I have, I think that's genetic. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Hey, you know, the, you know what the main culprit is? Waking up 420 every day. Five days. <laughs> Do yours subside? Cakes, I'm not trying to be on yeah, you. Yeah. Look, so I smash into the wall. They I'm go like to, a two Like now. if I'm not waking up at 420 every day, like when they you're on subside vacation. a little bit. When you're on vacation, it looks fine. They they stop doing push-ups a little bit. They pro- yeah, they what about at the end fun. of a day? Like, they go down as the day progresses? I don't know if they go down that much. Really? <laughs> I don't think they do. When you take your daily nap and you wake up yeah. and you look in the mirror, are yeah. they still as full? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. He doesn't really I, he does, I, I, I do yeah. same thing. I avoid mirrors. I mean, I look in the mirror, but I, I don't specifically <laughs> drill down on my bags. Yeah. Though I know the listeners do, and the viewers certainly do. <laughs> oh, right. By the way, you know what I'm getting addicted to again? And th- it's a godsend. NyQuil. <laughs> You're back on <laughs> not good, it. It's not good for you. Hey, dude. you know what you should be Because you watched The American Nightmare? <laughs> And the guy oh, no. was kidnapped. I need to the, watch. No, but when I was, the kidnappers gave him NyQuil. You know, I usually take melatonin to yeah. to um, stop working. To, no, it doesn't stop working. I just I sleep hard for like four hours, and then I'm up for the rest of the night, kind of in and out of sleep. But NyQuil, 
when I got sick last week, I started taking it on, on I know, you Thursday. Sleep better. You sleep more through the night. So I've been taking it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I've been taking it for five nights. Yeah. There right. we go. It's, dude, it's so good. It's a knockout punch. It's, it's a an, knockout punch, and you, I just sleep much better. It's called an addiction. Sometimes and and now my wife, <laughs> my wife and daughter are both sick now, so I okay. gave it to them. So now they're taking it. Right. They're going to become addicted you to it. You better go to Costco and get a big-ass uh, container of NyQuil. NyQuil's not good for you daily. No, probably not. I told you you shouldn't do that. Might as well just get on the lean. But, dude. Yeah. Is that NyQuil? That's codeine. That's yeah, that's different. codeine. Sorry. That's way different. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> that's okay. way different. You know I'll take that, too. <laughs> All right, when we come back, we'll get into the Junkie Sports page. There was uh, a head coaching position filled in the NFL, a high-profile Front office job filled as well. We'll give you details on that. Some big performances in the NBA and more. We'll get into all that next here on The Fan. Coming up later in today's show, we'll give you a chance to win two tickets to 106.7 The Fan versus Team 980 Live. That is going down Friday, February 2nd at Bethesda Theater. It's your fave radio shows from The Fan and the team together for one night, off air, on stage, and completely 1,000% uncensored. Tickets are on sale now for ticks and more event information. Go to thefandc.com slash events. Presented by Main Street Bank, cheer local bank. Yeah, there'll local. be F-bombs dropped. There's Probably every other be. word. Yes, uh, there, <laughs> there could be disparaging words. You don't know what's going to happen. So that's coming up Friday, February 2nd. Looking forward to that. Was there some sort of uh, spat between you and the rooster yesterday or something? I nope. saw something about... Nope. Chris Russell, or maybe a listener, some listener said was something about you. Some some listener was Russell. trying to poke because uh, Russell apparently I didn't listen to it. I didn't care. I like right. Chris. Chris could say anything he wants. It doesn't bother me. But Chris didn't like it, and a lot of people didn't like it that I said I would puke. Oh, if they if hired they the hired enemy, enemy because yeah. everyone's all upset. They don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't care. I would literally puke yeah. if they hired the enemy. He sucks. Do you hate I the enemy as much you as you do Rendon? He's not a great it offensive coordinator. like you hate him. He's not a great offensive coordinator. <laughs> I do like his leadership, which I've always said. But anyway, I'll pay you $100 cash if you actually throw up. In a I, I, you know what? I actually know a lot of people. Enemy. JP could do it. We could stick like his finger down. And do I can't do it. Yeah, right. I, don't, I have a hard time. Yeah, that's what I'm just challenging you. Yeah. I haven't done that in probably 15 years. No, but you're capable. I've actually yeah, when tried I would, it when, when I'm really, really when drunk. I, was I can't do it. In my binge drinking days when I would lay <laughs> yeah. in bed and the room was just spinning and yeah. spinning uncontrollably, <laughs> yeah. right. I would go well, do that and then I would be able to sleep. I've been there, but I can't do it. Yeah. Now, I've dry heaved before. You ever done that? But that's involuntary. Not really. Just gross. No, but the point is, if you want to bring out the Russell, apparently Russell said something like, you know, he wanted to say something nice about the enemy or something, and he didn't like He said I was being a shock jock, and he, I'm not a shock jock. It doesn't bother me. But I know Russell and I are buddies. Shock you can say whatever jock. he wants. Um, hey, we were called the accidental shock jocks when we took over for Stern. I actually consider it a compliment. Yeah. Um, and I know there were so many people upset that I said I would puke, and they're so defensive of the enemy. That's fine. You do you. I mm. thought he sucked as an offensive coordinator. There were a lot of people. Said, oh, you didn't think that a year ago. You're right. Then he had a 17-game <laughs> yeah. audition. Turns out he sucks. Yeah, there were a lot of people <laughs> tweeting us. Why didn't you have that reaction yesterday? Who was the... Who's the guest we had? Verderam? Yeah, Verderam was saying he would be a good candidate. But you didn't have that reaction when he said that. <laughs> no, I believe me. I sit there and cringe. I might. I think I did question him. If you remember at the end. Well, I brought it up. I said no, 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 I, no. we agree to disagree. And then, and then I then, said something. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, also, I don't know, but you're much to... more vibrant now about it. Than I was a good no, no, listen, candidate. I'm not always want to fight with every guest. I believe me, it. we have guests Sometimes all it's... the time that so... say stuff. 
And I just sit there and I go, okay, let's slide. There were a lot of people tweeting us yesterday defending the enemy mm-hmm. and even saying that maybe we were racist because we're not supporting the enemy. See, and I just said, those are the people I hate. This is what I just said. Those are the people I hate. I said, just look at the numbers. Did he impress you? No, they always try to say if you criticize a enemy or something like that, you're a racist. No, yeah, not. Yeah. He sucked. Oh, you know what? Hey. Let's get back to that. People I hate. You know what? People I hate. Anybody who thinks we're racist because we're anti enemy I hate you. I hate you. I'm not allowed to hate her on the list. I thought he sucked. Because it's funny, but people think that, and they forget about when people, like when I said I'd like Aaron Glenn. You you forget about that. Or or a thousand times I've said I hate Arthur Smith's guts. I hate that person. Right. Uh, last Mike check, McCarthy. He's a shade whitey. Too. Mike McCarthy, they have big yins, a big stupid no, no. yinzer. I hope they give him a lifetime contract. The good news is, <laughs> and we can move on from this. But the good I'm news getting, is, I'm getting bitter now. I know people have <laughs> called call people racist for everything now, so it doesn't even mean anything. I know. So you just, call but I hate. I, I just, oh, it just gets on my skin. <laughs> Believe me, Eric I want them the to get hit by a dump truck. Sucked as an offensive coordinator. It had nothing to do with the color of his skin, or that he worked for Andy Reid, mm. or anything. It ha- It just happens to be that he came here. It took him eight weeks to adjust. He had a two-week run where he's decent, and then he sucked the rest of the way too. But people Sorry. get so entrenched in their position, he sucked that they come up with every excuse. So they'll say, "Well, he had a terrible offensive line, mm-hmm. terrible quarterback, this, that, and the other." <laughs> and they they'll say, "Well, Scott Turner had those same well, terrible things, and point, they had the same results." At some point, you have to update your way of thinking because. If I didn't update my way of thinking on Dan Campbell, I'd look like an idiot if I kept walking around saying, Dan Campbell is a terrible hire by the Detroit Lions when he has him on the precipice of Super Bowl run. I'd look pretty stupid if, got I, evolved. if I didn't say, well, you know what? I made a mistake. I judged him because uh, he sounded like an idiot during his press conference. Turns out he's actually a pretty good head coach. Right, and if Bietami gets hired elsewhere and he leads an offense to be the number one offense in the league <laughs> we'll or he wins praise. the Super Bowl, then we'll you say, you know what? Long. You guys were right, <laughs> but it's unlikely to happen. I don't think he has any other interviews. Who? The enemy. I'm I haven't seen you. him on the lists. Thought yeah. I saw Maybe him it'll on work. It's something I, I wanted to go on a whole thing, and I but thought I, just I saw gave Jabby. Up. Didn't I see him on a list for? I thought he interviewed with the Chargers. Yeah, I thought I saw him with, as a yeah. head coach. Yeah, I thought he yeah. got Good another interview. I thought, Listen, he, was, I I thought he was think... one of the first interviews the Chargers did. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think as a head guy, I know I saw his name. I said this again yesterday. I'm kind of saying it's a troll, but I kind of mean it. If he has nothing to do with play calling, I'm way more interested. He might be a better head coach than a coordinator. Right. Because he's a mo- he's a he's motivator. A motiv- yeah, right, right. And he's an ass, ass kicker. kicker. Yes. But I'm guessing if he got a head coaching job, he'd want to call the plays. I, I know, me too. But that's but I'm just, again, yeah. I'm I'm kind of tweaking people because yeah. I like to do that. Um. <laughs> so anyway, it's it's just very interesting. No, I, now I saw also everyone's upset. I guess they're doing a second interview with Dan Quinn. Um, who, if we're keeping track, is like a Quinn. white guy last time I, I saw? Like, I like Quinn. Um, it wouldn't yep. be my top choice, but I think we could do worse. But he wouldn't be my top choice. I Would mean, not think... be my top choice either. <laughs> well, you don't want anybody on the defensive side. No, again, I've softened on that stance. As long as the defensive hire is willing to take on a boy genius offensive whiz kid as his coordinator. Well, and that's not, what Quinn did. And not muck up the works. Quinn did that when he was at Atlanta. On it. Didn't he? Then yet, then yes, I'd be okay with it. I, I'm not. I, I can't guarantee you he would hire a young person. See, to me, I don't think you absolutely have to be young. There could be some older guys that have adjusted. But 
Like Ron Rivera? <laughs> like who? Who are these people you're referencing? Uh, uh, yeah, most of these guys are all younger. Yeah, they're mostly they're... like 35 to 40 years old. Give me somebody in that sweet spot. Right. And then I'm good we'll with the defensive hire. If you want to hire McDonald from the, the Ravens and bring in uh, a hotshot offensive coordinator that everybody loves his concepts, that sounds great to me. Mm-hmm. I'm all about it. I mean, I would guess. But if Ben Johnson is the, the guy, if they do want him and they offer him and he takes it, well, they, well, they they probably won't even announce it until after. Let's just say Detroit wins this weekend and they go to the Super Bowl. Will they announce it before that? I don't think I, they would. I don't know. I'm out of that game because I don't. That, it's too convoluted. Would, I don't understand all the rules. Weird. I know you can only do Zoomers until they're done. So, so I, I'm out on that game. Did you guys see that stat yesterday about offensive coordinators? In the last two off seasons, mm-hmm. every NFL team has changed offensive coordinator. Wow. <laughs> Just two years in the last year. Ryan Callahan was the last one. The last holdover That's since the amazing. end of the 2022 offseason. Yeah. Everyone's always worried about you're going to lose. We can't lose our OC. It's a dime a dozen. just happens all the time. Right. Whether they're they getting get fired or they get fired or promoted head coach or didn't realize that that's, mm-hmm. that's crazy that is interesting I didn't I had no idea I never you know I never thought about it but I, I, I had no idea not that it matters but I've googled Bienemy and Chargers and I see that his name was mentioned beforehand as a possible candidate yeah but when I look at this is NFL.com's list of head coach interview requests with the Chargers there's a name. I mean, there's about 15 names on this list, and it does not include. I just don't standard. understand why people are so. Kind of depends in, on where Why you are look. people so enamored and in love with Eric Bieniemy? He's been here for less than a year. I think it's, it's because like people some... feel bad for him, and and there, there is a part of me that does feel bad for him okay, because he like coached for so he's long. He's got a raw deal. And he's I had agree with 17 that. interviews but and can't I land one. So why, I, do, I feel why, some sympathy. Why for people are so vociferous in defending him? That it's not like he's been the the OC here for. Seven or eight years that he's getting run out of town. It's been every one season, right. one mediocre season. Yeah, but they like his resume. They like the resume of two Super Bowl rings, Kansas City, and that he was a top assistant with the Kansas City Chiefs. And a lot of the top assistants with the Kansas City Chiefs got other okay. gigs. I'll be honest. His I don't resumes... care what he's done with the Kansas City Chiefs at this point. I, if you're a Commanders fan, you care what he does here. You care go, what he does go, here. Go to the tape team. from a year ago. When I said there was no chance he'd come here, he's too smart to come here, why would you come here? But when they did hire him and he did come here, I said, this is great. We got a guy with a great resume, couldn't couldn't find a better thing, right? All in on it. And then 17 games later, now I have a sample size where I think I could be really fair. I know what's happened here better than I know what happened in Kansas City. And it's not that I know everything, but I have a better understanding of this team than the Chiefs. And it was a dud. And well, okay. And believe me, he and had I agree great with pieces. That. I agree with that. That's what I was going to say. To defend him a little bit. No, he had great you, pieces. If you gave him better pieces, I'm sure it would look better. I'm sure it would. Yeah. Okay. The numbers but, would look better. But what you what he should have done <laughs> is utilize these pieces in a more conservative way, maybe. Yeah, or more creative. I, I a little get more it. creative. Yeah, I know. You got to gin it up. You got to do extra stuff. Again, well, just look at the numbers. He went from 2022 under Scott Turner. From an offense that would finish 20th in 330 yards per game to one that finished 24th, 312 yards per game. That's going the wrong direction. And then they did improve in points Mm -hmm. a half a point from 18.9 points per game, which was 24th in 2022, to 19.4 points 
in 2023, 25th. They if actually I'm, went down in the rankings if I'm in him points per game. And I'm on the interview circuit. I'm going to tell the GMs slash owners that are hiring me, don't pay attention to those numbers. Pay attention to what I did in Kansas City. And the, the pieces in Washington were bad. I didn't right. have a lot to work with. That, you didn't. That, but that's that's fair. Why did you, so then why did you have your quarterback drop back more times than any other quarterback in the game? I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> more time that. Why? Why? Why did you do Here's that? why. Because the running game sucked, too. And my offense, I'd go back to the pieces are bad, offensive line. But the horrendous. offensive line actually was built to run the football. Actually, you, they weren't built to do anything. They're, they're a bunch of mismatched pieces that Ron thought was were actually good players, and they're not. That would be my defense if I'm the enemy. Yeah, I was stuck with Ron Rivera's players. He wanted this quarterback. Before I even arrived, he said that this guy was going to be the starting quarterback. So I really didn't have any say yeah. in no, choosing my starting quarterback. You could have protected him better from the start. You could have managed the game more controlled. He had protection. This is a guy who I inherited in Sam Howell who also had this same problem in college. He goes. He, yeah, but he, you know how you limit that problem. If you think he's got a real problem, that this is a he's got the turnover gene, you throw half the time. Again, I'm not a BNM backer. I'm just telling you what I he know might be able to say. To do. I'm just debating it. All right, coming up later on the show, we will be joined by Clark Judge, award-winning NFL writer. That's coming up at 7:20, and Hugh Jackson, longtime NFL and college coach, he's going to join the show coming up. At 9 a.m. right here on the Junks. Do golf nerds get all horned up over the Tiger Woods new logo bit? I know Valdez does. From yesterday. What is it? The headline, Tiger Woods and TaylorMade planning to launch new golf brand with an eye-catching logo. The 15-time major winner recently split with Nike after 27 years and appears to be launching a new brand called Sunday Red in association with TaylorMade. What does the uh, logo look like? Uh, this, it's gross. Oh, the logo it? is it's a it's gross. It's like a silhouette of a tiger that's running. Um, that's black on a red background is one of the logos that the like, name the name is awesome. Sunday Red. Uh, that's I a, like Sunday Red. That's a yeah. cool name. Yeah. But the logo there's a secondary logo where it has the same tiger silhouette and then it just has like looks like block. S D R surrounding the logo, it, and it looks like it was looks like it was done. It looks like a caveman drew the drew this. Tiger. It looks like it was done by a nine year old. I mean, it does. it's it's something you would see on a cave wall. Correct. It's, it's ugly. It's gross. And if Tiger actually, it makes me think less of Tiger if he approved <laughs> this. Now I agree with you. The Sunday Red. That's a great name. That's. That's an awesome name for his line. I can't believe the, the I can't believe someone didn't I can't believe someone didn't trademark that already. That's as, as soon as I saw it, I said, "Well, how does somebody not cyber squat on Sunday Red? Hmm. How's that just out there?" I saw the cyber logo space. too a few days ago. Not good. I don't Need know why. Hmm. But it's not confirmed. That's just a rumor. True. of what the the logo True. could be. True. But if he's wearing that thing on his hat at Riviera in Three weeks. Yeah. Be better off with just the little tiger thing you wear. That logo. What tiger thing? That, that You know how you wear something with the tiger logo? Frank? Yeah, whatever it is. I don't know. It, that's the name of his head cover, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> See, he knows. Well, well, you know, you have the logo on your... Is it the head cover that, that, the, that logo The tiger is? itself? No, yes. no. You saw, I think, no, are that, you saying the TW or are you saying no. the tiger? The tiger itself yes, that you Frank. wear on some of your Frank. shirts. Frank. I didn't know that was his now, head is that cover. Yeah. He's IP? <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, I think, I think Nike. Be. I think Nike might own. Yeah, must be. Frank. 
But I understand. I, but my uh, but Wacky Jackie told me that, that <laughs> the, T, the TW is owned by Tiger. Right. And oh, if that. Tiger owns the TW, why is he not using yeah, that? Yeah, Sunday, Sunday Red. Yeah, probably just, to distinguish. Like, you can still name it just Sunday to sell more, keep the logo. to sell more hats and shirts yeah. for the new just logo. Like when I would ne- I, if that's the logo, I would never buy. I would never go to Golfdom and go buy a, a piece of clothing that has I'll that be honest with ugly you. caveman drawing on it. I feel like I'm as big a Tiger fan as there is, right? Valdez, you're right there with me. Except you, you don't know, know Frank. She kind of went down on my <laughs> line. I, mean, I didn't know they called it Frank. But um, my point, my greater point was I still... I never bought Tiger gear unless I saw it at a discount spot. It's, I, I, I wouldn't pay. You know what I mean? It's too expensive. Well, I was reading a whole debate about it. it is that the problem with Tiger Woods apparel is that there's this snobbiness about it amongst the golf community that you're not allowed to wear it unless you're really good. Mm. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. So if you're if you're just a hacker out mm-hmm. there, you can't it's kind wear of embarrassing. It's embarrassing to wear a Tiger Woods. So, the, mm. so nobody buys it. So it doesn't actually sell that well. Oh. I, don't, so I just don't like the, I don't like the Nike stuff anyway. I don't really love the Nike golf attire just doesn't fit well doesn't fit me as well as some of the other stuff mm-hmm. just ne- never just, appealed to me I, I, unless i can get it at a discount I, i'm not getting it. unless it's at marshall's or tj Maxx. Yeah, tw gears and at marshall's <laughs> no you get your the hats there sometimes mm. but i'm not yeah i'm not spending 85 bucks for anybody's golf shirt unless i'm at the masters you know and I, I will I know, pay but, for but something. That's that's the going rate for a golf shirt nowadays. It's like, Not at Marshalls. You can <laughs> get it. You could get it a year later, and you get it for thirty bucks or twenty five bucks, and it looks silly. So on much you. Greg Norman gear like that. that yeah, but is, that's not sorry. We should be able to say that. I know they say it now <laughs> on the news all the time. You're not. They're, they're talking about sex toys, and they. What, curse. On the local news? No, like on the national news. Oh, yeah, news. national news. Like yeah. late at night? Yeah. So they'll, they'll say it. They don't even care. Yeah, it's cable. <laughs> they do. And they should. But you, you should be able to say it. I you know. should have that freedom. It's I mean, nine-year-olds are saying it. <laughs> Why can't we say it? It's so dumb. It's stupid. Everything's dumb. By the way, so not to give yeah, I was about to give something away from True Detective. Not gonna do it. Don't Jason don't will never Jason refuses to watch. No, I don't refuse. I just haven't had a chance. I'll I'm watch. an episode behind. You're an episode behind, correct. I was about to give a little mini spoiler, but I'm I'm gonna watch at least little, one episode today. I'm gonna keep it to myself. You know what I started watching yesterday? Actually, this is why the uh, Drabby's probably the only one who cares about this, but the season two of Breakpoint is out. You started watching it yet? No, but I did see that it was out. I oh, it's, by man, it. it's good. Breakpoint is the documentary, the Inside the ATP slash WTA oh, I Tour. I watch that. It's and probably season good. one was really good, and now they're on to season two. Mm. I watched, I think, the first episode. I didn't watch the first season. It was season. really good. Yeah, not my cup of tea. It was all about Zavarenka or... Sabalenka? Whatever her name yeah, is. Yeah, that's my girl. She won today. <laughs> She's into the semi. She plays Coco. It's just I just like it. It just shows you a different side you of like the players. You like behind the scenes. Yeah, I like access. the besides, Yeah, it's really good. But um, that, that I watched two They're episodes. They're doing one yesterday. of those for NASCAR. That I don't I can't know when into. it comes out. Yeah, maybe I'll dabble. Then again, maybe I won't. I think you have to give it a shot because racing is was what started all these uh, Netflix documentaries in the first place with the drive to survive with F one. Mm. That's why they're all cranking them out. That's why you get the golf one. That's why you get the yeah, tennis yeah, one. Yeah. 
Hey, well, did my wife tell me the new tennis one is out? Is that true? Is that, I'm kidding. sorry, I was reading a tweet. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. I, I was reading a tweet. Sorry, is that what you just, just said? Just make sure you document that. Okay. JP did it the other day. I let him slide. Okay. No, but we were I'm talking about let... it okay. for five minutes, for ten minutes. I was just reading. Did you hear, didn't you hear Sabalenka? That's my girl. Sabalenka. She won. That's my girl. I just heard you talking about the indie one. Oh. She and... beat Coco Golf today. Did you see that? Yeah. By the way, Coco play, beat a Russian, twenty-one, or she's a Ukrainian. She might be my new girl. Oh, really? Marta Kuchich. Okay. Yeah. She's... <laughs> You're always keeping tabs. She has a great personality. <laughs> yeah. Look, look, at, look at this girl. That's my girl, Marta Kuchich. She's probably like 19 years old. She's 21. Yeah. She's not a teenager. <laughs> What's yes, the verdict, though? Break, Is the verdict point, good? Yes. You didn't see the season one? I did. Hey, did you no, like it? No, but my wife told me she read somewhere that season two is not as good. That's what she read somewhere. I only or saw two episodes. I mean, yeah. it's good to me. It's, it was you liked it, yeah. Okay, I just like the behind the scenes stuff. I do too. You know what I mean? Uh, you would like it. Why do you guys sleep on live sports at six a.m.? So silly. He has I was, it on all the time. I was watching it. I know. You guys, no one else did. I woke up at four o'clock this morning, or no, as soon as you? I woke up, I turned on the Joker. You were watching night. Joker. I just you're tennis. watching it at home before you leave. If it was a 100%. final, I would yeah. do it. Maybe like if it was a Wimbledon final at six a.m., I might do it. But I would only pretty much at this point do it for golf, maybe like a World Cup of, or something. Uh, we were a 59 watch last week, Drabby. Yeah. yeah I get size for golf, <laughs> not tennis. Tennis yeah. I'll watch. I, I guess it's a grand slam. Yeah, yeah it's the nub. It's the f- nubbiest. I know, but it's still a slammer. <laughs> we have it on my house, yeah. believe well, me. Well, especially when Djokovic is playing. When Djokovic is, I think it's must watch. If Djokovic is playing another silly. He was playing you, Taylor you Fritz. He played Fritz today. I know. I don't, I don't have a big file on Fritz. So I'm, I guess By I'm the way, Fritz, I don't think Fritz will ever beat Joker in a big match. He could beat him in, you know, Palm Springs or wherever, some of these numbers, but I don't think he'll ever <laughs> beat him in a Fritz slam. We had Fritz on in this previous match. Who did he play? His previous match that he won. Uh, I can't remember. And I told my wife. I said, oh, Sissy Boss. Yeah, she was like, oh, he beat Sissy Boss, right? And, I, and we were watching it. <clears> and I go, hun, I don't even really know who Taylor Fritz is. Sorry. <laughs> I, I definitely don't know who Sorry. Taylor Fritz you know, is. His not... girlfriend is smoking hot. <laughs> yeah. Sure she is. Shocker. I think they featured him in the Breakpoint <laughs> episode oh, yeah. that he I de- watched. He definitely did. But not in the previous, because I don't remember. I didn't watch the game. previous season. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think no, I'm going to watch one, another they, episode. Se- season they one, did? It's all about how he's a mental case. Yeah. And he had a meltdown against, while well, serving against Joker. Yes. Um, I don't know. I just forgot. And then apparently, I did watch it. and I didn't know this, but last year at the Australian Open, they were calling the, um, they were calling it the Netflix curse because all, all the losing. all the players that were featured on season one were all losing <laughs> early at the Australian Open, except Sabalenka who won it. But and then she said at the end she goes f the Netflix cur- Netflix curse. <laughs> but it was interesting. I I didn't really pay attention to the actual. Is she the one who was losing, but they were all featured and they were all losing early. I can't remember all the people, but Sabalenka the one that was uh, banging the male player, or was that a different player? Remember there was a mm-hmm. there was a couple that was featured in the oh, no, first no, no, no. one. That's oh, uh, that's Tom Janovich. She was banging Baratini. How's she doing? She's hurt. Uh-huh. I, I think she's hurt. These guys are in the minority that are watching the Australian Open. I just looked up the numbers. So mm-hmm. the games that were played this week on ESPN and CBS set all kinds of records for the mm-hmm. NFL. It was like 38 million, 39 million. Of course. The average Australian Open viewership is 272,000. Yeah, no one watches it's it. It's a niche sport. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's I, at, th- at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Don't call I mean, the messenger. You can't, I mean, you can't compare it to the NFL. Come on. 
I, yeah. yeah, you don't care. That's cares. the point. Who cares? <laughs> not many. No, you, you care about numbers and proving a point that it's not interesting. Like I just enough, uh, no. I, people watch it. Hey, you're, listen, I mean, you're in the me? boxing. You're yeah, you're in the I understand. Not that many. Okay. All right. Hey, you get, couldn't pay me to watch UFC. Get, get your, golf, like get your golfers in day early. That's <laughs> day right. early today. Do Wednesday at the Farmers. Got to get it done. All right. When we come back, is Ron Rivera's next landing spot in Philadelphia? We'll discuss next on The Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Junks are presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junks. Coming up in less than 20 minutes, the 720, we'll be joined by Clark Judge, award-winning NFL football writer, Hall of Fame voter. He's one of our first guests ever, wasn't he? Wasn't uh, Clark Judge one of our first guests? You'd have to ask JP. Yeah, he's I used to book him all the time. That makes sense. Mike DeCourt, my guys were Mike DeCourcy, yep. uh, Clark Judge, uh, Steve Politti. Steve Scritti Politti, <laughs> yep. Um, those are my guys. Yeah. Very good. I think I our both. first guest ever was Corey Raymer. Mm. What about the <laughs> What about the running back from, um, was he at TCU? We had a running back back in the day from T- maybe TCU okay. or SMU. Do you remember that? And he got drafted you mean by a phoner. Who? Yeah, a yeah. Phoner? I mean, we used to do, we did the Barber brothers, but when they were at yeah. UVA, yeah, we had them both on the phone you, before the draft. That? I thought I thought you had that in the book. We were so geeky. I mean, I probably do. The running back I remember that we had McCoy, at some point, not McCoy. Leland McElroy. That's who I'm thinking of. From Texas yeah. A&M. Oh, That's from A&M. Thinking. That's yeah. who you're thinking of. We booked yeah, we him, him probably 20-some years ago. I thought he was one of our first, <laughs> yeah. Leland McElroy. Probably in the first year when we were doing weekends. Yeah. I thought. Oh, he was I like, remember having Leland McElroy. Yeah. He was a big deal. He yeah. was a good player. And we had the Barber Twins on when they were kids. Mm-hmm. And we're old. Yeah, we're <laughs> 53 years old. We know, that's why old. I, I don't look in mirrors anymore. <laughs> it's probably not the, probably a, a good move by you. I mean, think about it. Probably my, solid. My birthday's mm. coming up. Just laying that hint to y'all yeah. for your gifts that y'all are going <laughs> to yeah. get me. Yeah, so many gifts. My birthday's coming up. And, uh, man, I'm getting close to 60, dude. Mm-hmm. 54? Pretty close. I mean, I'm closer to 50 than I am 60, but not much longer. And they're going quicker yeah. every year. You're, you're going to be right on that dividing line soon. So I did watch. I actually thought of JP because for, for whatever <clears throat> reason, when I see Sly Stallone, I think of JP now because right. JP met him and interviewed him and, and then lost his fight because Sly told him to go in there and hit him first. <laughs> not just that. I also trained for seven weeks hey, and JP, fought somebody I've been doing for 10 yeah, years. You could have beaten that guy first. if you had stayed with your <laughs> technique. I actually really think you could have beaten him, but you just botched it. <laughs> Um, if you could have lasted one more second and gotten to the stool, JP, <laughs> believe me, I was in your corner. Um, but 
I saw some. Actually, I think I watched the whole Sly documentary. Did you guys watch it? I did. No chance. And. Sly. He's reflecting on his career. He's so he's a really smart guy. Yeah, and he looks so dumb. He plays such a dumb guy, and I know that's the bit. Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously, and I actually think actors have to be really smart. Definitely. I mean, I know even when I do my commercials or anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm so bad at it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it takes hours. And I'm so bad. Um, but anyway, but Sly said this, Jason. The reason why I'm bringing this up mm-hmm. is. Like life, he gave a couple examples of life, and it really resonated with me. He says, you know when you're like on a train and you're going somewhere and you just see pictures like of the of the lakes or the mountains you're going by? Yeah, like the landscape. You're on a train, yeah. right? And you just see, and it's just these images just fly yeah. by. He says, that's life. You're on a train, right? And it's just, it's just flying by. Right. And also somebody else gave an example. And it's like, I agree it, with that. Once you hit a certain age, like in your 40s, you're going down a current, and it's getting faster and faster and faster and faster. Yeah. Life. I totally agree with that. Yeah. But it's totally what life is. No. Um, but, but Sly, really, I really was blown away with, because, the, you know, with the steroids and all of the skin work <laughs> and everything, you know, you just think of him as a doofus. He's really brilliant. He's really, he's he wrote really all these parts for himself. He's he started three different franchises. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. maybe no, the most impressive nobody thing. Nobody does that. No, I agree. Nobody I agree. Stars in Rocky like, franchise, Rambo. Rambo, and then the Expendables. Yeah. Uh, and, and he, it, he started the Expendables? That was his bit? Yeah, I think so. Smart. Dude. I mean, I would never go watch like, one of those movies, but I know they made I, a lot of money. But it was I know brilliant. they make a ton of money. It was brilliant. Yeah. And he, I mean, he writes all these things. Nobody was given a part, so he wrote them for himself. Yeah, and he kind of said, "Look, he tried. He tried to do other roles for a while. I think he did a musical. <laughs> he did that stuff, and yeah, it failed. just wasn't working out. So yeah. then he just started writing his own stuff again. Yeah, and I, they're just he's just brilliant. So props to him. Hey, maybe he can write a role for Ron Rivera, who's trying to have his what third act in the NFL. Fourth I am, act. I, I am stunned. Yeah, give that me an he's update interested. on this. He oh. already had the interview, or is he going to interview?" I think they announced they're about to interview him, but who knows? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm stunned as well. I thought I thought that he was not going to. I thought get he back right in off the in the sunset play golf. But you know, props <laughs> to him. He wants to work. And if you look at his defensive coordinator resume, we've been talking about Eric Bieniemy's resume. So you have to look at when was he a defensive coordinator? Well, it's been years because he's been a head coach mm-hmm. for what 13 straight seasons mm-hmm. with the Carolina Panthers and now the Commanders, but. The last time he was a defensive coordinator, he had the number one defense in the league. But again, that was 2010. Like, a lot of things have changed in the league since 2010. I understand, but he may be able to say, hey, I got away from coaching. I became kind of an administrator. Mm -hmm. I delegated everything out. I want to get back to coaching, and this is what I can do. Well, if you're a Commanders fan, you want him to land in (laughs) Philadelphia, especially if the defense looked anything like this Commanders defense looked especially down the stretch of the season. One thing I You're noticed begging for that to happen. watching the games this weekend, and we talked about it a little bit throughout the season, but particularly here with Washington and watching the league, they need linebackers bad yeah. because linebackers were just making plays all over the field in all of these games. The Ravens have a couple of great linebackers, 49ers. Um, Warner and Greenlaw. Really Warner and Greenlaw. I mean, the interceptions, that wins them the game. Um, By the way, Adam even Peters, Tampa, Adam Peters helped draft those two guys yeah, middle rounds. Even mm-hmm. Tampa, who lost, had linebackers making plays. I'm like, man. Yeah. By the way, they, they, the, the people that think that 
that is a dying position. Well, you also need. I don't agree with it. You need depth, and it, this team just had no depth, especially in the secondary. If you're Ron, you're you're going to have limited options coming off the disaster here in Washington. But if I'm him, I'm going to look at that Eagles defense and be like, maybe I can find a better spot. Now he'll probably except just, they have talent. They, do, they didn't that, live like up that, to the talent this that year. That team was getting lit on fire defensively yeah. Yeah. down the stretch. But it's a little weird because especially the secondary. It, it, I could was bad. I could punch up the numbers, but twenty twenty two versus twenty twenty three, they like dropped in sacks like thirty sacks, right? And well, it was mostly di- the same guys they except they added Jalen Carter. Yeah, but they're, they lost they're older. To San Francisco, they lost Hargrave, that was a big but loss. They, like Cox is older. Mm-hmm. They've got Bradbury's older, and he wasn't very good. Um, I was listening to somebody talk about how many guys won't be back from from that defense, either for just cutting them or you know just contracts expired. So they, they've got some issues too defensively. I, I would just be shocked if Rivera was the guy that they chose. I would be shocked, but too. he's on he's on the interview circuit. I know. Doesn't mean he's the favorite. No, certainly not. <coughs> no, and I haven't heard any other teams that might be interested or going to have. No, but him there in for have an been interview. rumblings. I mean, if you actually typed in Ron Rivera's name, like in it, like uh, Twitter, whatever, and you see, I mean, a lot of fans they clamor for him. They like, well, they're like, yeah, we should interview him for DC. He should replace some. some you know, who cares if fans are clamoring for him? I agree. <laughs> it doesn't matter, but. There is a perception that he's like some sort of like real coach. Hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. Best of luck to those teams that are bringing him in. Yeah, if he's they ultimately so decide under, on, so on hiring underwhelming him. here, there's got to be a certain amount of respect for him if he's getting. The I know everybody likes him. Everybody likes him. He's in the. Is he's, he's in the. He's part of the good old boy. Uh, you know, network. Right. Mm-hmm. He just is. Are the? Is it a? Is it a, oh, we feel bad for Ron, let's bring him in? Or do you no. think it's a real legit interview? Well, if interview. you think about it. It's got to be legit. There's no way that, why would the Eagles care about Rivera? Like, right. A lot of these why teams, they, they don't time? necessarily know what's going on in your city, but they just know, hey, he was, uh, he was a former head coach. Right. He's been a former coordinator. Well, of course he'd be great, right? If you think about it, if you, if you could bring in a former head coach as a coordinator, you think you're doing pretty good. A lot of times, just like without, yeah, I guess without examining like that, it. That it's like a, a mini coup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the same reason Jack Del Rio got a gig here. <laughs> See how that turns out. Coordinator. Well, except that Jack Del Rio has been a D.C. for years yeah. and years and years and years. He hasn't been a D.C. But Ron for... Rivera had been. 2010. Okay. That's what it's but he's been a head years. coach. Understood. But even the he's last He's aware years, of what's going on. I agree to an extent. For the last four years, he hadn't even coached. He admitted it. <laughs> He'd been working on uh, name changes and, yeah, and he, he was a manager. Right. He was Administration. A manager. Right. I feel like those were excuses. Those Eagles went from 70 sacks to 43. Yeah. They had I issues. think it's actually a good spot to take over because now the bar is low and you can improve them. Right. I would always we'll do see. that. Yeah. That's my I argument. I would agree. I just don't think Ron would be the guy to do it. That's my argument why I would take this job over, say, the Chargers. You're pressure, you're, you're pressure to win right away with the Chargers. Because the perception is is that Justin Herbert is a top tier quarterback, and you should yeah, be able to win. I mean, they the have talent. pressure in Philly. I, I don't know the, yeah. I don't know the salary cap situation and and what they're going to do. But their front four this year was Brandon Graham, Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, Josh Sweat, Jalen Carter, depth, Hassan Reddick, depth. Um, 
Their linebackers. But they didn't know. They had Hassan Reddick. Those guys didn't have great years. Yeah. They got, they got names, but they didn't have great years. Brad but Barry, the year before, they were really good. Again, remember, they lost the coordinator. Had something to do with it. Had, sure. Had to have. But And they had injuries, but, you know, it's just it's one of those bad years. They won, they won 10 of their first 11 games. May, who knows? Think May? about that. They won 10 of their first 11 and didn't get to 12 right. wins. <laughs> it's a shocking uh, collapse that, by that. I don't really understand because I didn't follow that him that crazy? closely. I don't really understand what happened other than my perception is that Jalen was hurt. Yeah, and he didn't was, play up he was banged bar. up throughout the season. And then they did have some injuries. Yeah. But I don't really – it doesn't really sort of explain their complete collapse to me. Uh, I'm sure there's – a lot to it, but defensively, they just couldn't stop anybody. I mean, you saw what Hal and the Commanders did twice against them, which which was a red flag. Yes, yeah, that, and that, I said it at the time as a red flag. Yes. And by the way, we were a red flag for them a couple years ago too, right? Remember yep. that winning we, in Philly? Yeah, maybe the Eagles are coming in, going, "Hey, your team put us up almost thirty-five in two games right, against." Trying to pick his brain. Yeah, come in and help us out. You know but, what? Uh, that could. You might be onto something within the division. I don't know. I still don't think he's the guy. But what were you? Getting? You're looking at me like well, you that, say that something. moral victory. I'm thinking back to that moral victory against the Eagles. Doesn't look so great anymore. Right. Correct. Now that we learned they weren't that good. True. Correct. 100% they they completely correct. disintegrated. Hundred percent correct. When, when we come back, we'll talk more NFL. We'll be joined by Clark Judge, award-winning NFL writer. We'll talk to him next on the Fan. Time to head on over to the BetQL guest hotline. Say good morning to Clark Judge, award-winning NFL football writer, Hall of Fame voter. He's a host on Talk of Fame Two. dot com. Clark, thanks for joining us. We appreciate the time. My pleasure. It's nice to be back. Yeah, good morning. So we've been talking about a lot of issues, um, coaching-related. Just kind of want your opinion. You're not in the D.C. market. What are your thoughts on Eric Bieniemy as a coach? He hmm. was interviewed yesterday for the head coaching job here, and he's it's kind of firebrand here, man. A lot of people hate on it, and there's some that really are entrenched and, and, and love the possibility. What are your thoughts? Well, I've got more thoughts on Eric Bieniemy as a player. I used to cover him, actually, out in San Diego. Um I love Eric Bieniemy. I think he's a, a terrific guy. I don't know much about his coaching day to day, but I certainly was around the Chiefs uh, when he was there, and and thought he had the respect of the players. And uh, certainly, don't argue with the results what he did there. Since he's come to Washington, I mean, uh, it's been one year, and I, I don't really know what's going on inside that locker room. But this is a guy who does command respect from his peers and from his players, and. Uh, I think he's a legitimate coaching candidate. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they hired him, uh, but it kind of depends on what the new GM is doing, Adam Peters. And um, I looked at Adam Peters, and, and I, he, you know, because he's got a defensive background, I kind of thought he might lean in that direction. Um, but you've got you've got really good candidates come through that door there. I know Quinn's been through there, Bobby Slower, Ben Johnson, of course, Eric Bieniemy. Bieniemy knows the situation, however, he's been there, so that to me gives him a leg up. Um, I, I wouldn't be um, disappointed uh, if he got the job. In fact, I, I think give him a chance. Somebody's got to give this guy a chance at some point and, and uh, Washington be a logical place. Clark, you mentioned him having the respect of his players there in Kansas City when you covered him. Uh, did any of the players there bristle at his style? Because there was definitely some friction as the way he handled <clears throat> training camp and, and some of his tactics early on in his tenure here in Washington. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't give you, you know, uh, an inside report on because when I go there, I mean, I wasn't covering the team. I was in Kansas City, but I go there for a weekend and I saw that team a lot. But, um, I, I mean, you're certainly going to have things like that. Nothing that I'm aware of. Uh, I know that Andy Reid loves having the guy there. And I was uh, fairly close to Andy in those days, and uh, especially in Philadelphia as well. But no, I, I don't. I, I don't I remember anything, or I'm not aware of anything there. Now, you know, when you're in a locker room, guys, or on the sidelines, there's things that happen all the time that people don't realize, and maybe a camera will catch something. You think, oh, what's going on? It happens so much more than you you know. And and instances within the locker room that aren't reported that you know. And and you know, honestly, when I was covering a beat, which was a while ago, and then I moved on to, to covering the league. But when I was covering a beat, you know, for years. As I said, the Chargers and the 49ers, and there are things going on all the time that weren't um, necessarily on TV, but it was sort of part of the, the game. Honestly, there's sort of occupational hazards that people got over. I mean, in 1994, George Seifert benched Steve Young in the fifth game of the fifth game of the season because he was having trouble, and they were getting blown out by Philadelphia. That produced a lot of rancor within the the, the team at that moment. At, at that moment, and that was certainly caught on TV. They ended up going to the Super Bowl and winning it by a lot. Steve Young was an uh, MVP. And, and so um, I, I think some of that's overblown. I, I, I just know that Biennium is not the kind of guy that um, the people are going to have uh, a, a, a large body of people at least are going to say, hey, no, you know, he's too harsh. Listen, you know, Tom Coughlin was at New York with the Giants. I was there in 2006. They wanted him fired. The guys that got it to was too tough. And then he said, okay, I'll change. And he did in 2007 when he won the Super Bowl. And then they wanted to put him in the Hall of Fame. So um, that happened. It just it, it happened. Same thing with Vermeil in St. Louis. The players actually mutinied against him, and then they won the Super Bowl next year. Clark, I was perusing some of your columns, and you wrote about Bill Belichick a few weeks ago, and I think it was Fred Taylor who was really complimentary of Bill Belichick and was speculating, well, if Dallas flames out in the playoffs, Bill Belichick might go there. Are you surprised with what transpired in Dallas and that Belichick, we've only heard Atlanta. I haven't heard him really connected with any other jobs. Are you surprised by what's being, you know, what's going down with Bill Belichick? Um, I'm not surprised he doesn't have a job yet. I am surprised that Dallas didn't make a move. I thought they would. I'm not saying I'm, I'm supportive of the move, but I'm just saying I thought they would. I think, you know, Jerry's not getting any younger. He's 81, and he wants to win and win now. And I thought his bottom line is going to be rings. And, and so when's the last time they were in a conference championship game? It was 1995. I mean, there's only one team worse, and I think you guys know what that team <laughs> we is. We do know. Um, um, and so um, I, I thought that he would make a move, and I thought he'd make a push for Belichick. I'm not saying I, I thought it would happen, but I thought it could simply because Parcells was there earlier. Parcells worked with Jerry Jones. He could tell Belichick the good and the bad about it. And um, and if Belichick could, could coexist with him, I thought, I mean, if uh, Parcells could coexist with Jerry Jones, I thought Bill Belichick could too. It didn't work out, and we know why. Um, but in terms of that, it's not landing anything. I'm not surprised because I'll be honest with you. He's been in Atlanta twice, right? And the thing that strikes me about Bill Belichick or anyone in that position, twofold. One, he also wants to win now because he wants to catch Don Shula. He wants to be the, win- be the winningest coach of all time. Okay, we understand that. So he wants to go somewhere where he can win now. He wants to go somewhere where he can probably be in the playoffs now. And that means you have to have a quality and possibly an elite quarterback. I don't see Atlanta checking in those boxes. I, I don't. So um, I don't know that there's 
not a team out there that uh, is still playing that might have an opening. And and I'm not saying that's going to happen, but um, you know what? You know, people speculated, and and I don't. I'm, I'm throwing this out an example. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not. I want to make sure we get this clear. But you know, what if Andy Reid walked away from the job after the season? Well, well there's a spot. Right. I mean, what happens in Buffalo? I I think Sean McDermott will be back, but we don't know. I mean, what happens in those places? So uh, I, I'm not I'm not surprised that, that there hasn't been people jumping off the uh, ledge for Bill Belichick. I mean, he's he's a successful coach, but he he can be difficult to get along with, and um and and I think we. We all know that. You watch the press conferences. Though that's not necessarily how he's behind the scenes. I'm sure that's not the way he is. But um, he's also a guy who wants a, a lot of power, and, and that makes it tough. He's going to cost you a lot of money, um, and he's a guy that's going to want to be involved in general manager situations. The one team that does have a vacancy, your listeners would say, is, is the Chargers, and I covered that team. A, they don't pay a lot of money. I mean, they're not eager to, to spend over the amounts of money, and, and B, the owner's son is actually the de facto GM. Would he be willing to give up some of that responsibility from Bill Belichick? I'm not sure he would. So that's why I'm not surprised. Clark, that's that. interesting that you brought up the Andy Reid. I heard that from somebody. I can't remember where I heard it. It was on a radio interview, and it was someone out in Kansas City, and he said the talk out there is Reid could step down after this, especially if they win, because he his he's got real close relationship with his grandson. His son is in jail. Mm-hmm for that car accident yeah. that killed somebody, I believe. And so his grandson, he did. Yeah. Um, is he's spending a lot of time with his grandson. So he, his thought was, you know what, i got to spend more time with him. So that could be a possibility. It's interesting. Yeah, I, 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 I just uh, with a car accident, I, I'm not sure what happened there. I think the, the uh, victim was paralyzed permanently. Okay, maybe not dead, happened. yeah. Okay. I don't know, but, but, but it was it was, it was bad. bad. It was really bad. Anyway, he's in jail. Um, and, and, and Andy, I think... You'd have to know him, uh, and, and at one point I knew him really well. Um, spent a lot of time with him. He's a very caring guy who believes, as you know, um, you want to give people second thought, second chances. He's a guy who believes in second chances. He gave Michael Vick a second chance. And I think one of the reasons is because of the hardships that his sons have gone through, and that wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't because I know the, the flip side of Andy, that Andy is an individual, not as a coach. Very successful coach. Uh, I, I think he, he he wants he just wants to be better as uh, a parent and grandparent. And um, I'm not saying he, he would step away. I, I don't know that. I've heard it. I've heard it. But right. um, uh, yeah, I, I don't put a lot of stock in a lot of rumors that I hear from uh, everywhere because there's so much out there. But if he were to go, you'd say, "Whoa!" I mean, what would happen there? Um, I don't know. But as I said, that would certainly be a enticing place for a guy like I want to move on and talk about the games, but quickly, I, I can't resist asking you what, also, since we're talking about the coaches and Biennemi and some of these guys, what the the uh, national perception is of Ron Rivera. Because it ain't great here. Everyone likes him as a human. But I'm just curious. Yeah. I, I don't really know that there's any national fallout from that. He is an extraordinarily popular guy. I'll tell you that uh, among the media. They're extraordinarily popular guy. And I know that Philadelphia, I think, is interested in the defensive right. coordinator. If you were hired there, I think they'd be uh, overjoyed there now. And people in Philadelphia aren't happy unless they're unhappy, right? So yeah. um, th- that might not be the case. But um, he's he's enormously popular with the media. And so you haven't seen anyone going after him as they would have other coaches. Um, I think that was a very untenable situation for him in the Dan Snyder years. And I know there was a change this year, but guys, they – Two of your best playmakers on defense, they shipped him out, right? You know, so I, I thought he didn't have a chance. I really didn't think he had a chance there. And um, 
And, and so in answer to your question, towards the national media, as far as I know, it's nothing but positive. It has been for a long time. All right. Uh, before we talk about the games, a couple more names on the oh. coaching stuff. Sorry. Uh, Harbaugh's going to interview with the Chargers again, so this will be multiple mm-hmm. interviews. Um, you've been out in the West Coast for a long time, and you know the Spanos family, I'm yep. sure. They don't like to pay their yep. coaches. Uh, Harbaugh would probably be minimum $15 million a year, uh, I would think. It's close yep. to it. Uh, would Spanos pay that, and would that be a good fit? And then after your thoughts on Harbaugh, Give me your thoughts on why Mike Vrabel isn't high on some of these lists. I, I think he's a good coach. Um, you know, I don't know why he he was fired there in Tennessee. There's rumors that the, that the owner didn't like the way he, that he he was um, lauding the the Patriots lifestyle and, and that organization. Um, so, and why isn't he higher on some of these lists? So Harbaugh and then Vrabel. Sorry, well, he might be. He, he he might be. Listen, guys, everyone's taking their time, and they're taking their time. For numbers of reasons, um, you have to be very patient when you go through these processes. Now, uh, you look at the Patriots and say, well, they weren't. Well, they had this guy on their staff forever, so they knew what they were going to do immediately. Um, I'm talking about Mayo. But um, uh, I think these, uh, unless you have someone that you head over heels for, you, you go through the process. And, and one of the things is, honestly, with the Rooney Rule, you have to go through the process very slowly. Um, and, and, so, and for the right reasons. And, and so that's what's going on. At this time, now with Mike Vrabel, I, I would kind of be like you. I, I think he's going to get hired by somebody. Uh, his team's always played hard. Uh, they always are aggressive, physical teams. I, I thought sometimes he had them playing over their heads. So um, I would think he would be hired by somebody. There are a lot of openings right now. In terms of Harbaugh, that's a good question. I mean, I think the Chargers and the Spanishes kind of have a, a gun pointed to their head in one respect. You've got a quarterback that we said was a top 10 quarterback, maybe top five, you know, two or three years ago, Justin Herbert's gone backwards. Um, and if you'd watched him this year, he wasn't the same guy. Now, their offensive line hasn't been very good for a long time, but that's no excuse for what was happening there. Yeah, they have injuries, but so is every team. Every team has a lot of injuries. Um, to me, you've got to bring somebody in there, whether it's a quarterback's coach, an offensive coordinator, or a head coach that gets him on track because he's the face of the franchise. And Harbaugh would be that guy. There's a groundswell of support for him. Would they pay him? That's a good question because I just said that about Belichick. You know, they're not going to go to Belichick. To be Belichick may command more money, even though he's a lot older and hasn't had the success lately that Harbaugh has. But but Belichick certainly has had success, a lot of it. Um, with Jim Harbaugh, there, there are a couple questions. One is he's also a guy that um, kind of likes to do his own thing. You'd have to be around him to know him. Um, he's, a, he's a different guy. He's different than his brother. I've known John for a long time, and they're very different people. But they're both enormously successful as head coaches. Jim Harbaugh could get that thing turned around quickly. Why? Because he did it in Michigan. He did it at 49ers. He did it at Stanford. He did it at, UCSD, at USD in, in San Diego. Um, he's got a resume that's almost second to none. Belichick, of course, the same thing. But but here it's a younger guy um, who can get your quarterback on track. How involved would he be with the GM situation? I don't know that. Um, I know they like to do his own things out in San Diego. But they had uh, Trent Balky. I mean, San Diego, uh, San Francisco. Uh, Trent Balky was there at that time, and so I don't know what the relationship was because I had gone by that time. But um, but but Harbaugh to me is an intriguing candidate. Um, he to me is the most desirable guy out there right now because what do we know about him? Every place he's been, he's won. 
He didn't have to have Tom Brady. He went one every place he was. Um, and so um, I think that's going to be a tough one for him. If I had to guess now, I'd say the pressure may be too much for them, and they'd say, okay, well, God, okay we will do what we feel is necessary because there is a lot of pressure on them to, to get that thing straight immediately. Keep in mind, you know, they're sharing that stadium with another team. The other team's getting all the attention. The Chargers get no attention that way. Joined by Clark Judge, Hall of Fame voter, host on TalkOfFame2.com. Wanted to pick your brain real quick about a Hall of Fame vote for Brian Mitchell. He's one of our station mates here. I'm looking at the list of all-purpose yardage leaders in NFL history, and he sits at second on that list. We know that Devin Hester is a Hall of Fame finalist in 2024. What's your viewpoint on Brian Mitchell, and what sort of time frame do you see for him eventually getting into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Yeah, we. I mean, Brian Mitchell is one of my favorite guys. We've had him on our uh, – we had a Talk of Big Network uh, program for years that we had him on there, and, and I love Brian Mitchell, and I certainly remember him and watched him many times. Um he could do anything, include if you need a, a quarterback, he can play quarterback too. He's he's a jack of all trades, and he's he's a master of all actually. Um, but um, it's very tough, guys, for specialists to get in the pro football thing. Very tough. So how many do we know that are in there? Jan Stenner is in there. Okay, he's a kicker. Morton Anderson is in there. He was the two-time All-Decade. That means he was. All two time, all decade performer. It means the best in his position for 20 years mm-hmm. um, and was at the time the all time leading scorer. Took him a long time to get in. So it shows how tough. Ray Guy, I don't know if you guys are too young to remember Ray no, Guy. I remember, but, I remember. Definitely remember. We're old, bro. We're old. <laughs> yeah, well, Ray, well, I watched Ray Guy as a player. I didn't cover him, but I watched him as a player. Ray Guy was the dominant punter. Took him 25 years to get in. It's very tough for specialists to get in. Talk to people in Buffalo. They want Steve Tasker in. And Steve Tasker's been. Uh, some of the finals for a long time hasn't crossed the bridge and and probably won't because it's so tough. Now Devin Hester a little bit different because Devin Hester was the all-time leading return specialist in terms of touchdowns. He had 20. We know what he did as a punt returner and what he did as a kickoff returner and how teams kicked away from him and everything. And also he was a guy who was recent, so that helps his case. He's a finalist now. Uh, we did actually um, uh, talk about the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Finalists, we had a vote this past week. We did it remotely. Um, and those results will be released on February 8th, I think, is the, all, the uh, NFL um, honor show. But Brian Mitchell is a guy who does deserve to be in the room um, and is probably running out of modern era eligibility at this point. I don't know. I'm mean, going to have to look at it. But you get 20 years of modern era eligibility, then you move into the seniors pile, and, and that's very tough to get out of. But I, I'd love to see him get in there in terms of, the odds, the odds are very long that he'll be a finalist ever. The odds are very long. And it's simply because we just, for whatever reason, aren't, we don't warm up to them. And, and we should. I mean, there's been talk about should we create a separate category for specialists? And, and the answer was no, we're not going to. But I'm a big, big Brian Mitchell supporter. I think there's only one guy who's got more yards. That's Jerry, right? Yep, Jerry that's Rice. It. That's I mean, the only that's guy the, ahead of him. Like, yep. Well, Jerry Rice. Yeah, so, so Jerry's – I mean, I've covered Jerry for years on San Francisco. Um, so that, that in and of itself demands that he have at least a conversation. Um, but we haven't had it yet. Clark, thanks so much for the time. We always appreciate it. It's Clark Judge, Hall of Fame voter, host on TalkOfFame2.com. We'll have you on again soon. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. No yep. questions about the game. Hey, I know. Oh, no, we, we didn't get to time. We ran out. You want to make your predictions? Yeah, real quick. Yeah, the 49ers and the Ravens. That's easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. All, All right, right Clark, makes sense. Th- thanks again, man. We appreciate the you time. You got it, guys. All yeah. right, buddy. Bank local, cheer local. Oh, you said that's local. easy. <laughs> Bank like local, that. cheer local, and business. Every day is game day. Business is always moving. 
up or down, but never still. That's why the Main Street Bank team treats every day like game day. Main Street Bank is a business-focused community bank proudly serving the DMV since 2004. Visit mstreetbank.com to learn how to put our team in your office. Main Street Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender. Since we're doing more complaining than usual today, I'm going to jump on the pile. Last night, I went to a high school hoops game between Mm -hmm. Magruder and Springbrook at Springbrook High School in Silver Spring. 7.15 tip. I believe that's where Sean Springs went to high school. I believe that's correct. Yes, you're correct on that. 7.15 7.15 tip, little outside of my comfort zone, that's kind of late. Means I'm going to be home like 9, not going to be in bed till like 9.30, 9.45. Anyway, wanted to go to the game. My daughter wanted to go to a game. We met, it's kind of in the middle between College Park and where I live. Game was fine. Colonels lost a close one. The good guys lost. It's okay. It's fine. Hmm. My complaint, and maybe this is just an old guy complaint. I can't stand the the buzzer that they, that they it is so obnoxiously loud. So loud. It, it's way louder and more obnoxious than that. Like anytime there's substitution mm. or stoppage, maybe I was sitting too close to the scoreboard. Mm. That I, is annoying. It just mm. I find you it's easily annoying. complain. I but understand, it, but it's it's but annoying. I, I mean, I was turning to my daughter. And I was like, "This is the loudest." This is the loudest buzzer I've ever heard. And I'm, yeah. I'm losing my hearing. So right. how loud is it for people that have full 100% use of their ears? I'm yeah, probably right. at a 70% clip at best right. at this point. How loud is it for those people who don't have hearing damage yet? <laughs> I, don't, I almost had to leave. You are an old man. <laughs> I almost had That's to leave. That's a ridiculous Three complaint. quarters of the way no, through the game. Uh, an, an obnoxiously loud. It's a loud. standard thing. I was at a wrestling meet last night for oh, almost three hours. I'm with you. It was tilting. And me. the buzzer goes off all the time. <laughs> it's not a big deal. <laughs> it was oh, a big no. deal. Cakes, I'm with you. It was a wow. big deal last Team, night. That's, um, that's annoying. They, you know what? Can we come up with a, a less obnoxious buzzer to be used at high school events? That's right. <laughs> there has to be something that's more pleasing to your ear palate than that noise. Right. I'm with you. Sorry, I just had to get it off. Well, they're my probably chest. different at, at every gym. I, you know what? I don't think Magruder's buzzer is as yeah. obnoxious yeah, as the I, one at Springbrook High School. They're different at every gym. Yeah. I mean, all the systems sure, are a little bit same, different. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I and while I'm complaining, it's probably a minor league system. Again, this this is a, a trend not only in but high school. Springbrook. This, this right? is everywhere. Mm-hmm. This is everywhere. Tickets on your phone. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. The, they are the devil. I know. Mm. Tickets on your phone. I've gotten the devil. used to it. I've gotten used to it. But so I, I have to, of course, buy Scan tickets. Scan it. Is it? They don't no. even take money at these. They don't events. take money. You, no. have to, you have to buy it. You have to app, scan whatever. it on the QR code. You have, and, yep, yep. you have to buy them, and then you hand the phone to the to, to the nice woman who barely knows that you know PCs even exist at this point, and she's got a stylus, and she's she's tapping on my <laughs> right. phone. I know. And it's Except like, ticket. Uh, 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 I, uh, <laughs> Paper tickets. I know I'm uh, sounding like the oldest guy on the planet. I'm, I'm a with dinosaur. you, though. I'm with you. Please just take my paper tickets or take my my $5 U.S. currency made of paper again, and please just give me the stamp and let me into the game. I, I bet you don't have, it, know the answer. How are we giving away tickets for 106.7 The Fan versus the Team 980? Uh, and are those paper tickets? Uh, <laughs> it's a great question, JP. I don't know the answer, but if I had to guess... I'm going to guess it's some form of ticket on your phone. 
But uh, Drab, you can help me out with that. Are, are, do you know? Do you know what form no, the tickets I, I, take? I don't know. Probably sent to your email. Don't know if you printed them. Probably, yeah. Has who? Like the, the tickets for the 106.7 The Fan versus um, Team 980 night. The tickets, uh, my workaround 90% of the time is I just screen cap them. Or, you know what I mean? Screenshot. Well, yeah. Screenshot. That won't get you into like Capital One. And that's the that's Some the problem. Them. The Capital One where they have the yeah. waving thing. Got to move yeah. it to the old that's, Apple wallet. That's yeah. more annoying. Yep, I and agree. That's exactly what I was going to say. You know, do you understand the... I hate it. The just I hate it. Such tension, another thing I hate. The tension that I felt the last time I was at Capital One when I had my tickets on my phone. Mm-hmm. I had everybody's tickets. Five, I think five people attending the event. And I was the tip of the spear. I was the first person in line. And I had to give my phone to an 80-year-old lady who doesn't even know that cell phones exist. And I was like, why don't you just scan it like, underneath the machine? I did, but I'm gonna, I, I was like, I'm going to be holding up the entire line hmm. just because I can't, I can't hand somebody a physical ticket. I, Sorry, rant, I've gotten rant used done. To I've gotten used to it. I used to really be terrified of it for flights because I get everything on my phone. And I'm just yeah. like, well, what if my phone dies? Right. right. You know, like I get, I get in this weird panic. But I, I've gotten used to it. Mm-hmm. It's annoying. Anytime you ask RJ or, or Van Stone or anybody, God bless them, they're so yeah. kind to us. But they send you the tickets, and then you got to figure out, okay, if, how do I forward these to my brother? Or how mm-hmm. do I, you know, and I make sure it works. And It always does. Yeah, it always works. It always does. But I'm with you. Mm. I, I'm with you. What, what I hate, let's go, just keep on the hate <laughs> today, the hate show. I hate Eminem. I hate that. <laughs> and here's why. Okay. I really like him as a rapper. Like, yeah. you know, when he was relevant, he's doing this dye beard bit okay. that is so annoying. <laughs> like, how can you not know that you look ridiculous? <laughs> His beard is, Eminem is over 50. Yes. Okay? He's yeah. Isn't he 53? Isn't he our age? He might be our age, but he, I know he's over 50. Mm-hmm. That beard is so dark. Like, an 18-year-old wouldn't have it that dark. Like, right. No one actually has hair that dark. It's black like... Charcoal. Like, nobody has hair that black. It's black. What are you doing? He's been doing it for several years now. Correct. And I, and I, at first I thought... I believe in his rap battle with Machine Gun Kelly. Which, Machine by the Gun way, Kelly joned on his beard. <laughs> oh, he did. His beard is so bad, dude. Should I, should I dye my No, you look beard great. All in black? You look great. This is normal. Yeah, it's normal. I have a normal. little bit of gray here, but mostly black. No, no. Mostly his dark. His is so black. It's like when you see an old guy, just like, dec- you know, just old, way older than us. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about old, old. Uh, right. Okay, like, like 80s? Old. I'm talking, talking about like 70s Like 75 80s? rating, they yeah. got jet black hair. Yeah. Like, come on. Oh, uh, yeah. You, just, you look ridiculous. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I saw online people saying the same thing about Tony Romo. Doesn't bother me. There's a lot what, of, there's... I, I like Tony Romo. But I guess he dyes Does his he hair. Dye it? Yeah. If you look at it. I can understand if you're a TV announcer. I assume Jim Nance dyes his hair. Has to, yeah, right. No, I, oh, Bob Barker did for years, and then he no, had the weird reveal. bit. Is Stern always said for years that he didn't dye his hair? It was so dumb, yeah. and it was like, dude, you have you have you have you have gray hair, you got gray eyebrows, you got gray everywhere, but you're claiming your hair's not dyed. Yeah. I mean, what a liar. Um, yeah, I don't know. This bu- it bugs me when I see that. I'm super annoyed. It's like. Mm. Why are you doing Didn't it? Didn't you dye your hair at one point? I lost a bet, and we did it on the show, remember? <laughs> and it looked like green. Yeah, I do remember it, that. It, it, it was, was a bad dye job. It was horrific. Um, I'm intrigued, I said, by the uh, there are these gray reversing 
shampoos or bars. Ah. They pop up. All my old man t- stuff, you know, pops up in your algorithm. Listen, and part- that one intrigues me because it's just like you just take a shower with this bar and it says in a couple weeks you're it's gray reversing. I've always maintained this and you guys disagree, but I think if we did a poll of women, you would find out. Men are the ones that break your balls about gray hair more than anything. Women don't mind it. I, I, I swear by that. I don't um, think most women care. They don't care. They're way more deeper. Yeah. But I've gotten to the point, and I didn't mind it, but I've gotten to the point now where I'm so gray <laughs> that it just makes me feel 100. Like I didn't mind before where I was half gray. But now that I'm so gray, I will acknowledge it bothers me. And that's why I wear a hat. What about when it goes white when you're 35 like Valdez? I'm 36. <laughs> I mean, he's still there. got a mix. That's he's just he's got a lot of gray. Beyond premature grain. He's, got a, he's still got a mix, but he's heading there. My butt, a good friend of mine is, is, is younger on, than Valdez. I'm on thing. the inside track. Hey, speaking of uh, getting your hair colored, <clears throat> did you, you know I made this bet with Awad? I told him during the season that if the Ravens won the Super Bowl, <laughs> that I would go down to Richmond. And he can dye my hair purple like OBJ had at the beginning of the season. Oh, yeah. Nice. He could do that on air. Who'd you say that to? Awad. Awad. Okay. So, You're I, pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, get to the Super Bowl or win it? Win the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah, but that's a happy dye job. Oh, yeah. You're... So hold you're on. So you're going to actually do that? Yeah. He's a man of honor. He's he shaved his head. I, right? I you, you shaved your head on this show. Well, not on this. I, it's because it was during COVID and my hair was growing so crazy. I tried <laughs> to get my... Self, uh, a self haircut, and I butchered my hair. Yeah. And I ended up just lopping it all right. off. I forget. I just remember at one I point you, you had. Because you had the, the issue with the dermatitis or whatever. No, 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 no. No, but he I, had, you know, like the King Kong Bundy dome. No, that was, that was during COVID. I messed up my haircut, and then I just had to get rid of it. But, but if the Ravens win, I got to drive down to Richmond, go on air, do AWOD's show, and then he'll dye my hair purple like OBJ. So you were almost in a situation. Luckily, we, we made it just for one week where you would have been doomed either way. If you win or lose, could have got a tattoo that says Lamar's booty on your butt. Mm-hmm. Or well, I wasn't worried about hair. that. I wasn't worried about that. I would have been more worried about that. Than hey, you look like hair. a Monroe St. Brown from the Lions. He dyed his hair blue. It's super blue. So I'll be walking around with purple hair for <laughs> yeah, a yes, couple weeks. <laughs> I love it. Are you going to wear a hat every day? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, how can I? Yeah, <laughs> unless he's walking around in downtown Baltimore, it would actually make sense. I'm kind of rooting Here? for the Ravens to win yeah. now, right? I think you should, right? All right. When we come back, we are going to talk Pretty some fun. Commanders. Mel Kuyper's put out his first mock draft. His number two pick for the Commanders isn't who you think it is. We'll tell you who it is next on the Fan. Welcome back to the Junk. Super Comedy Live on 106.7 The Fan. Team 980, 910 The Fan in Richmond, and Monumental Sports Network. We're presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junks. Coming up in just about an hour, Hugh Jackson, longtime NFL and college head coach, will join us. We'll talk NFL playoffs and more with him. Also, later in the show, we're giving away tickets to see Nikki Glazer when she comes to Warner Theater and tickets to our event. For 106.7 The Fan versus Team 980 Live, that's Friday, February 2nd at Bethesda Theater. So keep listening for your chance to win. Hmm. We are into NFL draft season at this point. <laughs> nice. It's just a few months away. There's so much speculation because the commanders hold the number two pick in the upcoming NFL draft. And Mel Kuyper came out with his first mock for the 2024 NFL draft. And his selection at number two 
may surprise some people. Here's Mel Kite. I'm going Jaden Daniels, a quarterback from LSU, formerly of Arizona State, who Herm Edwards, who recruited him. I said, give me a cop. He gave me Randall Cunningham, Herm did, who knows Jaden Daniels as well as anybody. Everybody says Lamar Jackson. He went with Randall Cunningham. You look at the skill set field, the dual threat capabilities, and the fact that he was aggressive with his throws, aggressive running with the football, yet he didn't turn it over. And that's a tough tap dance. To be able to throw 40 touchdowns, four picks only, don't turn it over, yet go out there and just let it rip, Field. And he would let it rip to Brian Thomas Jr. and Malik Neighbors. Malik Neighbors has a chance to be a really high pick. Brian Thomas Jr. has a chance to be a mid-first rounder. So he did have two great receivers to throw to. But you look at the improvement he showed this year. Look at the touchdowns. Way up, right? Completion percentage. It wasn't that bad. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was outstanding in 2022. Okay? He did some great things at Arizona State before he came there. He put on a little weight. He was not about a 180, 185 any longer. So I think the fact that Jaden Daniels did what he needed to do this year in terms of adding weight to that frame, improving in all areas, to the point field where he went from a third, fourth, fifth round type of pick to a top five pick guaranteed, and I think the second pick overall. So when I look at, you mentioned the quarterbacks, okay? Mahomes extending things. Josh Allen being Superman out there. Lamar Jackson being unbelievable doing what he does, okay? Those types of quarterbacks that really, I think, when you talk about threatening a defense, stressing a defense, you think you you have a defense. You saw Spagnuolo on the sidelines when Josh made that remarkable play, touchdown pass to, to Shakir, okay? He's just saying, there's nothing else we can do. Just chalk it up to being a great quarterback, Josh. You're great. And Mahomes, you're great. The great ones make unbelievable plays, okay? Nobody else can. Jaden Daniels showed that capability. That's why I think the dual threat capability that he has, the ability to do things that very few can do, is the reason why I think he could go number two overall. And also the fact that Drake May, late in the year, the Virginia, NC State, missing open receivers, not as accurate and precise as he has been and could be in the NFL. So I still love Drake May. I don't think I, there's any doubt about that. He's going to go, I think, either two or three. But for Jaden, ride that momentum. Look at where he is as a player right now and look at the league and what those defenses really struggle against. That's a quarterback like Jaden Daniels. The other thing you want to, if you like Jaden Daniels, he's played a lot of college football. Right. All right. He's thrown well over a thousand passes in college because he was at ASU for three years and then LSU for two. He he put up one of the best statistical years of any quarterback that's ever played this year if you combine the 40 passing touchdowns with the almost 1,200 rushing yards. And 10 mm-hmm. touchdowns. And, and ten, so he had 50 touchdowns in the best conference, right. arguably the best conference in college football. And so, highly accurate. Yep, 72%. So he – now, he has two NFL receivers because Malik Neighbors is a first-rounder. He's right. a stud. And Brian Thomas might be a first-rounder stud. Oh, you know who else had two NFL receivers <clears throat> at LSU? Joe Burrow. Burrow, too, yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's okay. So, I like Jay Daniels a lot, you. too. Uh, so And the dual threat aspect of it is an attraction. I like the logic that Kuyper, in his separation of Drake May and Jaden Daniels, the logic is he's going with the guy who is improving more. Mm-hmm. So, he sees an up words trajectory maybe more for Jaden Daniels and a higher upside plus like you say that a dimension running now I've watched clips of Drake May he can, Drake run, May can run yeah he can run he can run he's not as fast as Daniels right. Daniels has not to like, this almost level, elite but yeah, speed. he's a much bigger dude yeah they're Drake both May the same is, they're both the same height but yeah, he's, of, he's a bigger he's probably like 30 pounds heavy yeah yeah agreed the the concern maybe with 
uh, Jane Dam- Daniels, right? Or I might be confusing them with Penix. Has Daniels had the knee surgeries? No, that's Penix. I don't know okay. if Daniels has had surgery. Penix has had the multiple surgeries. Uh, I don't I, think you can go wrong with either of them. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to come down to the general manager, Adam Peters, who he hires at head coach, and then if that head coach, assuming it's an offensive guy, his right. preference. Mm-hmm. Like would Bet Johnson rather work with a pocket passer if he's the next head coach mm-hmm. like Jared Goff is and continue with that type of quarterback? Or would they want to work with somebody like <clears throat> Jaden Daniels, who I guess was compared to Randall Cunningham? Yeah, when's the last time three quarterbacks were drafted top three? Oh, that was this past, past year, right? Bryant Young, C.J. Stroud, and Anthony Richardson. But that was the first time in a long time, I think. I feel like the Zach was Wilson Richardson draft. Richardson three? I think no, he was Will further Anderson down. was three. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Richardson was like five or six. Oh, I'm right. not sure they've ever gone one, two, three, have they? Richardson Maybe was they four. Have. You're right. All right, okay. hold on. Well, Maybe they have. What know. about the Zach Wilson draft? Mm, Zach Wilson was two, right? Who was one and who was three, in your opinion? Do you remember? I don't. I'm looking brain. it up right now. Trevor Lawrence was one. Wilson, Zach Wilson oh, and, was two. Trey, Trey Lance, Lance three. was three. So okay. it was one, two, three. Bam. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So it's happened recently. Okay. But I, but I th- it's obviously very rare. I would think. But I would think that this year you're going to see it. I just don't have a great file on Jane Daniels. I just don't Start know. watching them. I don't want to get I don't want to get worked up and then be disappointed. I'm just going to I'm going to start watching when they pick. Oh, okay. Well, again, it just kind of depends on what you're looking What's for. What's the difference between him and Pent? Does Penix run as much as Daniels? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. See, I know Penix, everyone's down on him because he didn't play well in the in the title game. But going into that, people were high on him. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, and, but I don't know, think he was ever – he was never looked at as a top two or three. He wasn't. But he, I First saw rounder, him yeah, prior but. to the thing, I saw him up as high as eight in some of these. Are you going to do less commercial break film studies because the commanders are picking so high in the draft? I'm going to do less because everyone just uses it to mock me. <laughs> Drab said he was the worst quarterback evaluator ever. And so, you know, I'm willing to put my balls out there. (laughs) Sure. But, you know, when you get burned and they just hold it against you. Yeah. Hey, you're you're speaking to a Trey Lance truther over here. I've been burned plenty over the years. It's all good. To be fair. So was Adam Peters, too, by the way. I've never held your film studies against you. (laughs) I just held your vociferous defense of Sam Howe against you in the middle of the season. No, and you had Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. And, by, and by the way, well, you didn't do a film study on Carson Wentz. Right, right. But you just said I was the worst quarterback in that year. <laughs> yeah, by yeah. the way, when the season started, just to be clear, on Wentz, I think I said, if you go to the tape, a 51 49, I thought it would work. <laughs> no, I mean, that's what I said. <laughs> I thought it would work originally, but I bailed 49. on him quickly. Yeah, well, he only played six times, I think. Um, but either way, whatever, it didn't work. And then uh, how, I think, to be honest with you, I think Vietnamese ruined him. But that's, <laughs> that's just part me. of your Vietnamese hate. <laughs> it is part of my Vietnamese hate. Somebody also pointed out part of my Vietnamese hate is, and it's true. The name. I can't, I can't have that guy have my initials and everyone calling him EB. <laughs> it makes me crazy. Oh. It secretly makes me crazy. He got yeah. the head coaching. I don't think he's he's Thank God he performed so badly. That it's impossible that he'll get the head coaching gig here. I'm looking at uh, it's impossible. Kuiper's EB moniker's mock safe. draft. I don't yeah. think I see Penix in the first round. He has J.J. McCarthy I know, going mid-first round. People are so crazy. Like, one, if he had had one good game, then he'd be in everybody's first round. But, you know, he didn't have I think a great it, game. But the original assessment was second round, I know. Penix and Bo Nix 
they were like second rounders or deeper in the draft. Well, I mean, kind of. Bo Nix puts just, up big numbers too. Just depends on. I know he was super accurate. Drab, what is kind of your... depends on your your opinion because Daniel Jeremiah from NFL dot com, mm-hmm. um, NFL Network, he has the Commanders taking Drake May number two. Yeah. So I know I've heard a lot of people that. What is your file? Because I know he was an Arizona State guy or whatever. What was your file on Daniels? I mean, it's. I mean, he had tremendous improvement this year. I mean, last year he had 17 touchdowns and four interceptions. No, but beyond the numbers, like, I mean, what is your sniff ex- test? He's an exciting playmaker. I never once thought he was an elite talent that could be a top five pick in the NFL draft going into this year. I mean, yeah, yeah he I was a guy that, that he's an athlete, so it seems would take a chance on mid-round, but he just exploded. And as the year went further and further along, it was getting harder and harder I, to kind of ignore him. Mean, his last year at Arizona State, and you probably when I was watching, he was terrible at Arizona State his last year. Mm-hmm. That's a red flag for me. But um, I did, I'm sorry, it is. But yeah, except for what Kuiper writes, I mean, here's he, got, he got better. He got better. Kuiper writes the reigning Heisman Trophy winner improved, and he it's in italics so much in 2023, throwing 40 touchdown passes, just four interceptions. You know, while going up against a tough SEC. You know what schedule. that reminds me of? A totally different player. But Pickett was mediocre for four years. And then, like, his fifth year, whatever, he yeah. was there forever. Yeah, he was. And then, all of a sudden, he shot up and had 44 touchdowns and, like, two picks. And it was an outlier. I don't like outliers. But same, also, with, I same, wanted, but same with Burrow. I mean, he didn't do anything until the end. True. Pickett also went, like, 20th in the draft. We're talking about a guy who's going to go top three, maybe top five. Correct? Like, the people are grading his skill set higher than Kenny Pickett. Oh, of course. Okay. Well, the, here, here's saying, the deal. The fact, my opinion. The fact that he can run, and that's the way quarterbacks are, that's what you're looking for. <laughs> mm-hmm. The fact that he can run like he can, that's the big attraction for him. I just wonder, if it, will Adam Peters be at all spooked over the Trey Lance deal? Now, Trey Lance had much less college experience, experience than He Jake didn't Daniels. play in the SEC. So yeah. maybe he's going to weigh that more heavily. But is is that going to keep him away from a dual threat quarterback? The fact he just got burned, giving away a lot of draft capital to move Shouldn't. up and get Trey Lance. Remember, Jaden Daniels is the one at the Heisman ceremony that had pictures of himself in the inside of his coat. Red oh, flag. While while Michael Penix had the Red names flag. of his Love teammates his and coaches. <laughs> Red flag. Mm-hmm. Red flag. <laughs> remember that. That is true. I <laughs> always forget, but you always remember that. You think. Got it, a little sticks, Caleb Williams in him. It, it, no. stick, it sticks out to me. Did he Did hand back the $100 bill that was tucked in the playbook yeah, that yeah. old bit? Did you notice <laughs> it before, like right away? Oh, that's Or it was it when you saw the other guy had his teammates, then it registered with you. You know what I'm saying? I don't um, know if I'm articulating the question correctly. No, it, it was a – it registered to me. I thought Immediately you thought that? I thought, oh, that's kind of weird. But then when I saw Penix have his teammates, mm-hmm. I said, that's, the, that's yeah. the guy I want. Jumped out mm-hmm. at you. Right. Team right. first. Right. Like maybe Jaden Daniels has a, a picture of his mom on one side, yeah, his yeah. dad on the other, yeah. his high school coach. It was him. It was him. <laughs> it was if, about him. If you look at the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Right red flag. This past <laughs> weekend, there were eight quarterbacks that played. Seven of them were first-round picks, right? Purdy's the outlier. So you've got Lamar, and I would put Josh Allen in the super athletic mm-hmm. category. So that would be maybe Jaden Daniels. But then of the eight, all right, golf is a drop back, yeah. not athletic. But then Baker, he's athletic, he's just not a runner. Baker, Stroud, Jordan Love, I'd put in athletic. Like that might yeah. be kind of like uh, Drake. Athletic, May. but mo- those guys still tend to stay in the pocket. Correct, but they're not. 
They're not I'm, I'm separating I those guys from golf. sneaky athletic. Okay, then I you can put Purdy in there too. Yeah. You can yeah. run. So yeah. you, you can, can run a little Purdy, Love, He's small. He's small. Mahomes and Stroud, that they're athletic, but not necessarily. You wouldn't consider them necessarily a dual threat. They just see. They see that. Well, Mahomes just sees things that other quarterbacks doesn't really see. Well, I, I, his I ability think you, to make time in the pocket is like un- clearly you want the athletic. Do you need the super athletic, which I would put Lamar and Josh Allen's and Jane Daniels in there? I just want the best quarterback. Yeah. I don't really care. I don't I mean, care. It certainly helps. It, I mean, it helps Josh Allen is just running over people. But can he see the field <laughs> like other some of the other quarterbacks can? Can he yeah. make things happen out of the pocket like other quarterbacks can? I know people kill Josh Allen because I guess he hasn't had a great playoff success, whatever. I'd kill for His Josh numbers Allen. have been good. I'd oh, kill for Josh absurd. Allen. He just hasn't gone over the hump. So it becomes a narrative that six years. I know. It's just bull crap. He, he, I would kill for him. He did get him. to one AFC championship. He is a freaking beast. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I mean, I, I might shave off a couple years of my life for him. <laughs> I th- seriously. If I could get him and you could say, now I got, you got to say I lived to 100. I donk off the last couple. <laughs> sure, that's gonna happen. Okay, <laughs> but I don't, the 97. I don't want to give any of my seventies years. No, if, if I die, you know, like standard at seventy eight. Years in the nineties. But my I mean, years in the nineties, I would donk off a couple years of my life in the nineties for 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 Josh Allen. I mean, because you know, with Allen, you're going to the playoffs probably every year. Well, I know I could win the Super Bowl. I don't care what anybody says. Okay, yeah. Josh Allen could win a Super Bowl. Of course. He's a problem he can is, win multiple problem is he's playing when Mahomes is playing. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the matter. problem. That's a real he, issue. You know, it's not a one-on-one thing. No, Mahomes is good. He, but he had, how many times has he lost to him in the playoffs? Three. Yeah, I know, but he he's played great. I agree, but he just he, can't get over that hump. I'm not saying he can't. Just yeah. now he hasn't. I been able to love do it. him. We'll take your calls next on the MGM National Rather have Mahomes. listener lines eight hundred six three six great one zero six seven. Are you Team Mel Kiper? Are you all about Jaden Daniels at number two instead of Drake May for the Washington Commanders? We'll take your calls next. Here on the fan. 800-636-1067. Those are the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You're welcome to call us to weigh in on the Mel Kiper draft nugget that he just unveiled. He has the commanders in his first mock of the 2024 mock draft season, selecting Jaden Daniels, quarterback LSU, and bypassing Drake May, which I'm, seems to be the conventional wisdom that the commanders would be favoring May, but there's a lot of time now between now and the draft. Things could change. Also, um, yeah. Bobby Slowick is supposed to have, I guess he had a Zoom interview already, but he's going to have his in-person interview. Mm-hmm. Did you say today, JP? Yes, Ian Rappaport has just tweeted yeah. Slowick in-person interview with the Commanders tonight. And Raheem Morris as well. He has a second interview with the Falcons later this week. The Falcons interviewing a ton of guys. Yeah, it's so funny how this process works. It's, interviewing all these guys, like 10, 12, 15 guys you know what I wish? multiple times. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. You know, it's un-American, but maybe. I mean, but I, I wish you just there was a hiring freeze until, like, full-time hiring freeze until after the Super Bowl for everyone. That way, there doesn't have to be this sort of arms race. I don't. Know. I know they tried to structure it somewhat. So the Titans let off. They hired Brian Callahan, who was the OC for the Bengals. Yes. So I guess gets props for working with Burrow. Also, Browning was not bad when he filled in. The second half of the season, he was actually Burrow pretty decent in, in most of his appearances. I'm yeah. getting the small, very small sample size. That the longer this goes on, the less the fix is in for Ben Johnson than had been anticipated. Now that's just my sense, so I'm sure I'm wrong. Maybe, 
I don't know. I found it interesting. Now, what I don't know is what the media showed versus what they didn't show. But I found it interesting that Johnson was asked about Adam Peters and was super complimentary. Was he asked about other organizations? He should be. I know, but that stood out. Now, maybe we're only seeing that because we're in Washington and we're seeing him talk about Washington. But I have not seen any clips of Ben Johnson lauding other GMs. Well, have you looked? No, that's what I'm saying. I don't know that it's out there. Yeah. But what definitely was out there, him definitely answering a question about Washington and really being complimentary about Adam Peters. Right. Well, That made it seem like the fix was in. Well, what all that said to me, all that says to me, honestly, and I'm not trying to be a contrarian, but all that says to me is that he's definitely open to taking this job. Like for that whole kind of narrative that, oh, people don't want to work in D.C., I think that's pretty much gone. Mm -hmm. Um I think so that's been I think shattered if, if now with are Peters you, being hired. Yeah, I think, and the stench of Snyder's yeah, gone. Yeah. That whether we believe he's going to be a successor or not, Josh Harris being the head guy has changed the no perception no of doubt. Washington. And the same thing with the hiring of Adam Peters. The perception of Washington is they're doing much business higher. the right way. Yeah. I'll believe it when I see it, but yeah, no, much better. You're much more optimistic about the For way sure. things are being run. Yeah, I was going to ask you, are you, as a Commander fan, are you feeling more optimistic day by day, just knowing that there's this huge transition, but it looks like the direction they're going, getting Peters. And not, not, I'm not getting ahead of myself, and I've said this. And a who knows times. about the coach? I'm not, I'm not getting ahead of myself because in Scott we trust. That was a disaster. I was so excited uh, <laughs> when Shannon was here, and they brought him. I mean, I was like. Freaking Hall of Fame coaching. Well, that was all with Snyder in charge. Now it's complete. It's just completely. I, I know, but away. you thought that know, those guys still, would overcome it because Snyder was giving Shanahan power, complete right. control, Shanahan, allegedly. Right. Shanahan, I think Shanahan was part we of the reason ex- they brought in Bruce Allen. We can explain away the different why they failed. Right. I get it. I'm not dumb. I'm just saying I've been down this road before where I get excited for all the hires. The only one. I was even somewhat excited for Zorn because I was a childhood fan of this. <laughs> yeah. To be honest with you, I was even a, I was even somewhat. And he excited. fit Cakes' picture, and young offensive guy. And he started that at six true. and two. And he was eccentric. And he had all the weird drills. The and he rode his bike to work. And rode yeah, it. he showed up saying maroon and black. <laughs> yeah. That didn't bother me start. as much as that bothered others. He did what start bothered, at six and two. He started at six. What bothered and we were going to make a mint on horny for Zorny. But what bothered me was. Uh, hip hip hooray! That bothered me. Ooh, oh, can we run here? that again? Hip, I think hip, we hooray. have it. That I might have it here Maroon somewhere. Black, I don't care. Maroon and Black is kind of stupid. It's stupid, but I don't care. Yeah. Hip hip hooray! Hip, it's hip, like, hooray. oh my god, this guy's a weird. I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so so to answer your question, Jason, hmm. I, I'm I'm staying medium. Right. To, to, to coin a phrase or to, to steal a phrase. That's definitely a Zorny. Definitely yeah. not coining it. Yeah. I'm stealing a phrase. I'm staying medium because I've been down this road before. Acting and medium. And acting. I'm always burned. You're staying honest. But it seems like medium. Peters is a great guy. He was almost like, you weren't here, I don't think. He was almost too nice. Super nice. Yes. Like, he was just like, oh, my God. Soft-spoken. Yeah, I was like, this guy's so soft-spoken. But he's a behind-the-scenes guy. I have no problem with that. I know, it's fine. But, I mean, I was like, what a gentle, nice guy. Yeah, like, yeah. I expected a little more edge But, to again, him. he could be different behind closed doors. I'm sure he is. Oh, and I'm sure he's extremely he competent. Yeah. I'm just saying that was my perception. Would your confidence change? And I saw this online as we talked about Eric Bieniemy having his interview yesterday. If everybody has this faith now in Adam Peters and Josh Harris, 
But it seems like that faith will be completely shaken if he hires Eric Bieniemy. If he hires Bieniemy, then, yeah, then, you're, then you're out. Then, then you're going to think that idiot. Peters is a buffoon? Yes. yes. But what if Bieniemy gave the best interview? I'm so confident. Give the best. I mean, the guy that went 0 for 17 in the previous? No. I'm so confident. It, I mean, it's, I'm almost willing to put a tattoo bed out there. And I believe me, I don't want to taint my beautiful body. Uh, they are not hiring Eric Bieniemy to be the water boy. If here. they hire him, you should get the real EB with Eric Bieniemy's face. Yeah. In the no. Yeah. You said <laughs> that should be your. Pep you said this week. You said this week if they hire him, he is now EB, and yeah. you will go out as go as and it Eric can't be on your e butt cheek where nobody sees it. It's got to be high profile. Yeah. I, I'm willing to do that. I'm not willing to get a tattoo. I just I think tattoos are for losers. I'm not into it. So I know. What if you got a one. tattoo on a spot, like back of the neck where you you can grow a mullet over it? <laughs> no, I can't do that. No, I'm not. I'm anti-tattoo. I'm hey, you school. should get you should get a teardrop because you're so sad. You're crying. <laughs> yeah. like, that guy was in prison. Look at that teardrop tattoo. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm just old school that way. I can't taint this beautiful temple. Um, but he ain't coming here, dude. I don't, is, I don't think so. There either. is a 0.0% chance they're going to bring a guy in here who's just failed miserably and they give him the whole operation. No. It's it's laughable on its face. <laughs> and everybody says, oh, he deserves a chance. And I do agree on some sense because of all of this. But I'm, if you ask me, I don't care about chances. I just want to hire the best guy. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's likely. I just want the best guy. I don't think it's likely. I don't think based on what he did as an offensive coordinator this season for the commanders, he deserves it. There is a possibility. I don't think it's likely. I think I think Ben Johnson's probably going to get the gig. I'm losing and that's a simply faith based on, that. on that well, We don't know. No, I'm no, losing the, faith the, on that. The, the, oh, the guy, I'm not though, faith. Oh, my God, Ben Johnson. My dark horse. We're interviewing 100 people. My dark that's horse, fine. and he's got four second interviews this week. Who? Who's your dark horse? For some reason, I have a vibe on Raheem Morris. I think there's something to that. Like he's, He would be why? my second you know why? favorite. He's known as a leader. And Adam Peters, in his, and he's great in a locker room, Adam Peters made a point of saying, he doesn't care if you're offense, defense, he just wants a leader. Mm -hmm. Raheem Morris fits that bill. Mm -hmm. And I could, listen, I could work up a lather for Raheem Morris. I could not. Seems like a very uninspired, as the kids say, mid-hire. Raheem mid-Morris. No, no, no. He's a young prodigy. He's been in, in, uh, he's been in the game since a He's been around age. for a long time. Of course, and he's been his here. boys with Kyle Shanahan, all those guys. He, I'm telling you, I could work up a lather for Raheem Morris. I'd work the up enemy, zero I'd Even though he's a defensive him. guy. Yes, because he is a leader. Yeah. And he'd probably bring over, I'm seeing that the passing game coordinator of the Rams. Everybody know McVay calls the plays, right? So everybody wants, well, who's right underneath well, McVay? I like their passing game. Don't get me wrong. I do like their passing Everybody game. Everybody wants the line. guy right underneath McVay, and that passing game coordinator, I believe, is interviewing for an OC job somewhere. But if you brought a guy like Raheem Morris, Raheem Morris might be say, hey, come with me. Yeah, You'll be my OC. Like, that's Nikula part of this whole thing. Can they bring Kyrie Williams? Part of every it's a given. Every interview is, all right, who's your staff? Tell me your staff right now. Who's your OC? Who's your DC? Yeah. Who's your quarterback's coach? Who's your whatever? These guys all have that all prepared. They yes. know who's coming with yes, them. Of course. So that's part that's a given. I this is simply perception because I feel like for some reason and for me, when I look at that list, Raheem Morris and Ben Johnson are the only two that I believe have a real shot. Takes. Right? I don't think Dan Quinn, Aaron Glenn, 
Slowick. I actually don't think any of those guys have a shot. And Slowick's going to be tonight. Probably just recency watching the game against the Ravens. They scored three points. Well, it's offensive. It's it's defense. Ridiculous defense. He's he's still going to... He's going to be getting interviews. He had a rookie left quarterback. Right. Of course, he's, he's got interviews. defense. Yeah. They, they all have – I don't know how the NFL did it. If the NFL told these teams, um, hey, here are the guys, the up-and-coming coordinators, this is who you got to interview, because they're all interviewing the same guys. But if that's your mentality, why, why isn't Mike McDonald your number one choice? Yeah, he, he maybe should be. I mean, his name should be floating I mean, out there. So, who would you rather have? And I know you're anti defense. Maybe I'm just forgetting this that Mike McDonald was on the list. Anti defense. I got yes, it. I got it. I'd, I'd rather have Mike, I'd rather have McDonald than Morgan. By the way, I didn't say my number one choice. I said my vibe right now. And it's just a guess. Like, saying, if I had to bet, if I had to go to the window, I would put some money on Raheem Morris I, after the favorite, which is I would ben put Johnson. all my money on Ben Johnson. But now I'm fading on that because it's taking so long. And I don't know what's going on. This team's still in He's it. Still playing. Yeah, but they could still give it to him. I don't know. Yeah, but he's only they a don't zoo. do it in. You can't do it in person. You can accept it. Yeah, but it's happened before, and you just keep coaching. You accept it, and you say, "But I, I can't." It's done. It's happened. But maybe before. they yeah, want to meet him in, in person first. Okay, fair enough. I'm just saying that's just my vibe on the guy. Two things: Gannon and what's the name Shane Stryken from the Colts were hired after the Super Bowl last year, and when JP Finley talks in code. I know it means something. It means Believe something. when he says but I'm all losing signs, faith in it. All signs point. I'm, yeah. look, I'm losing faith on it just because of the time. But uh, here's my question: I'm just going to back to Cakes. Yes, you're anti-defense. Correct. But and, which is and, a correct and, take, and, by and, the way. And I'm a little tainted by the Cowboys getting smoked in this last game okay. too. All right. Okay. Yeah. But Dan Quinn or Raheem Morris, who would you prefer? I know you don't want either guy. I have to pick one of those two. I want Raheem Morris over Dan Quinn every time. I'll be honest, I was a little bit swayed by, again, J.P. Finley's tweet, I think from about two weeks ago, where he said Dan Quinn is like the best leader. guy out on the circuit. Right. Leader okay. of men. Did you watch I, his last game, case? I wouldn't want to pick. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't sway you. He might be in the mix. He actually might be in the mix. Let me just go on record. I think so, too. I said that, I said that weeks ago. Anti-defense yeah, like cakes. Doesn't want to pick either of these people. But if but I had to pick either one. You'd take Quinn over Morris? I'd begrudgingly take. Dan Quinn. But, but I those, don't want to pick either one. But if I had to add a name. Feels like Ron Rivera. If I added again. a name, I would take Vrabel over both Quinn and I like Vrabel, Raheem. too. I, I would I, take Vrabel over Quinn and Raheem. I would love, I would love to that, hear your guys' uh, top three Defensive ranking. guys? No, no, not defensive. Just well, top, top three guys that you want. guy in my rankings. The problem is I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to stay out of it because I don't know enough about the guys. I like McDonald I mean, a lot, too. I'm literally making surface... You know what I'm saying? I'm making surf like Raheem Morris. I feel like I have a good sense for. He's been around a long time, but like Mike McDonald, I'm yeah. making a surface value. genius to, to me. Raheem I like Morris, I, I haven't like even the seen the guy base. talk. I think if you present Raheem Morris, even though he's clearly qualified, he's been yeah. a head coach before. I think the fan base would go blah for Raheem. You're Raheem probably right. I think he's beloved. I think people love. Okay, my perception, you know like the inner circle, I, I think that they would the do the same. I think players thing. love I think, him. I think if you ask. Donk fans. All right, fans, ask fans, listeners right now, boom. If they hired Raheem Morris, what's your blank? Oh, I don't think it's going to be great. Let's just, I'm going to do first, first 10 calls. I I'll, I'll put it up as the junkie's poll blank? of the day brought to you by Van Meter Homes. We don't have a guest next, do we? Would you be excited for a Raheem Morris hire? Now, this, our guest at 9 o'clock, I know people would not be excited. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> He's not being <laughs> considered. Hugh Jackson is not on anybody's Joe. list, though he obviously has head no. coaching experience. <laughs> All right. It, sorry, it just came to my mind. All right. 
800-636-1067. Valdez. And, and again, I don't want to lean on Donk fans to make the, the decision. No, I know, I know. I want Peters and Harris and their group. Like, I want the experts to make the call. I but as long them. as it's your guy. Because if Morris oh, then be went, guy. If Morris went defense, then you're going to lose faith in Peters. No, I trust him true. on any donkey hires except for enemy. If he hires enemy, I'm out on Peters. I'm telling you that right now. Immediately out. He's not going to hire fail. He's not going to hire And He's terrible. And he was, uh, he was um, uh, what's the guy's name? He can, get, he he can be easily persuaded yeah, and hoodwinked. Who, who was the, the safety you worked for? John Lynch. He's John, John Lynch's Lynch. bitch boy. Yeah, he's, he's, and he's a moron. <laughs> if he hires enemy. Anybody well, else he hires happening. gets the benefit you of the doubt. You don't even have to raise your blood pressure thinking about Biennemi getting hired no, because it's not happening. I know it. I'm almost willing to risk a tattoo over it. Okay? And I'm anti-tattoo. <laughs> we know you're anti-tattoo. Yeah. You don't want to take your temple. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can I can I bang out the calls? All right, we'll do that when we get back. back. We'll, yeah. give us we got to do a poll. Give us your blink on Raheem Morris as the next I coach. Could, I could run through a brick wall for Raheem Morris. Of the committee. I could not. <laughs> I'd jump off the building if they hired uh, yeah. BN. Now, note, we reported Slowick being interviewed tonight. Yes. Raheem is getting a second interview in person, but he's doing I, that with four teams. I think right. Raheem is going to yeah. blow people away. All right, we'll take your calls next at 800-636-1067. And joining us at 9 o'clock, Hugh Jackson, he'll be on the show with us at 9 a.m. So Adam Schefter tweeted yesterday that Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris is scheduling second in-person head coaching interviews with the Falcons, the Panthers, the Seahawks, and the Commanders. Interest is high on Raheem Morris. The Junkies poll of the day brought to you by Van Meter Homes has only been up for six minutes. But we should flip his name around to instead of Raheem Morris to Rahman Morris because seventy six percent say not excited about the possibility. I, I know the pulse of Raheem of Morris. Yeah. I am, but like I am you a said, man of the people. Like you said, who cares what the people think? Just want the that best part guy. Is true, right? I'm just telling you. My sense is that guy. That guy has a chance to be really good. He's older now. He's he was kind of like a young prodigy, one of these young young. What was he? How old was he? Twenty twenty nine when he was head coach of the Bucks. He was really he was young. He's only forty seven huh? now. About thirty two. Yeah, he was really young. Um, I don't know. Fans yeah. are probably feeling that way because one, he's a defensive guy, and number two, he wasn't successful as a head coach. All right, right. let's bang out these calls. Let's go to Joe in Manassas. Hey, Joe, what's up? What's up, junkies? Love the show as always. Eb, you're tripping. As always, come on, man. Like, dud. That's a dud. Super dud. Like, like Cake said, man, you need an offensive-minded guy. And what you talk about leader of men. Yeah, I mean, guys love him, but what, what has he led? What's he, what, what, what has he led anyone to? <laughs> like, like what, what has he done? He got fired from his job that he already had a head coaching job? Like, I will he's give, been a coordinator I will defend him in this multiple like, times. I don't think the Rams outside of Aaron Donald this past season had much on their defense. And their defense is pretty scrappy. So, mm-hmm. like, I think he d- did a lot with a little outside of, you know, an all-pro in Aaron Donald. That defense is not littered with household names. And they made it to the playoffs. So, he's doing something right. I just don't know if he's the the right guy for this job right now. If, you're, if, you're, if your priority is you want a leader. So, obviously, that would put your guy Dan Quinn in if you take the quote well, what, from the personnel guy. Just responding to the fan, what has he done? Wasn't he the defensive coordinator for the Rams when they won the Super Bowl? I don't know the. I don't know how long he's been there. I know he's bounced around. Yes, wasn't Raheem Morris was there, right? Yes, started as defensive coordinator in twenty twenty. 
That was Stanley, wasn't he? I'm sorry? Was it, or um, the Chargers coach just got fired. Staley? Staley, Staley, yeah. He's been with the Rams from 21 till now. 21. Don't you guys remember last week when I read all those stats that when Raheem Morris takes over defense, they plummet in the rankings? <laughs> like they go from 8th to 27th at okay. every stop he's ever had? My. Well, maybe if, he's assistant head coach, and he had a different title. I'm just title, telling but, you, my perception well, is guys love him. If you're looking for a lead, and I understand he has leadership. If you're leader, if you're looking for a leader, he's your guy. Quinn's your guy. Okay, I actually, don't know about Ben Johnson. I, I don't know about I, his leadership. Skill. He was okay. hired by the Rams in 2021. In 21, yes, he, he replaced, replaced Daly. Daly. So I, I was, I was reading he was defense coordinator of the. Well, I, I can't remember years anymore. Yeah. When did they win the freaking? Super He's Bowl won year? two Super Bowls. I thought he was the defensive yes. coordinator for the Rams when they beat the Bengals. Correct. Maybe he was. He was. I don't know. I'm not arguing with you. Hmm. I can't remember anything. Rams defeated Dr- the Bengals Drab, in did, Super Bowl LVI. Drab, I'm reading it. Is. He was. He was. <laughs> yes, he won winner. his second Super Bowl. This is Wikipedia. He won his second Super Bowl as the Rams defeated the Bengals in Super Bowl. So there you go. 56, so, I believe. So what's is. he done? He's won LVI. He won a Super Bowl We can all agree on that. Yeah. I mean, he was on the staff. They're dumb. Yeah. I mean, I disregard that guy. I mean, are you kidding? What? The oh, guy, the guy what he said, what's he done? Well, I just wanted to point something out. He's done Kinda something. like a donk. He wasn't a great head coach, but he's obviously done pretty well as a coordinator. He insulted me the first two seconds of the call. <laughs> uh, let's go to Mark. That's when we thought he was brilliant. <laughs> Mark. Hey, not many people down here in Tampa would uh, think he's a, such a great heart. He's like a younger version of what you already had. He's a good people person, good defensive mind. But as far as a coach, they started 0-7. They finished 3-13, and had a mediocre year in year two, year three, 4-12. and So uh, get ready for more of what you used to, if that's who you hire. I don't think mediocre. He was 10-6 and oh. his second season, to be fair. That's true. But that's he had true. two By losing way, seasons American out of three. Is, mm-hmm. You're right. American Nightmare definitely must view. And, Jason, you're right on. I know. I told him yesterday. Uh, All right. Thank you, buddy. Let's go to Going to watch one episode today. I'm going to say it all. Okay. You have to watch three because you'll be blown away. If I watch the first and I get riveted, of course I'm going to watch the other I'm just saying you're not going to turn away after watching one. You're probably right. All right. All right, let's go to Aaron. He's American Nightmare. Is if the enemy got hired? Oh, yeah. Right. That's correct. He's so bad. Hey, fellas. Uh, I just got to say, as a fan of another football team, listening to this unbridled optimism kind of has me chuckling a bit. It's like you guys are a bunch of middle school girls with boy crushes waiting for one of them to give you a ring on the phone or something. But Hold on. Well, I just prefaced it all by saying I get excited for all these guys, and I'm used to disappointment. I mean, Well, I'm, there you go. That's the classic middle school girl crush right there. Um, the thing is, like, you guys so who should we have the crush on? It also has to burn EB that the Lions are making an NFC Championship game. Now, they're just the Lions. The Sanders and the Cowboys no, it doesn't the burn me droughts. because they're historically they're a horrific franchise, but they got a great talent this year, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I just guys get off Raheem, please. As a as a fan of another team, like, hey, just stop. we're not drumming the up the interest on. We're just telling you he's coming in for another interview. We're not all b- no, behind you're, Raheem. You're, him. you're starting to get like I support him. He would be a good hire. Just stop. That's guy, one guy. It's my opinion. That's I think way, it, I'm saying none of us know if anybody's going to be a good hire. Okay, we all. I'm thought, just giving you my. S- we all thought Dan Campbell was a buffoon. If they're basing it on leader, my understanding is he's a great leader. He's great in the locker room, so I think he has a shot. Players like him. That's all. He's also under Todd Bowles' tutelage as a defensive coordinator, making his bones right now, the same way EB was under Andy Reid's tutelage for offensive play calling. So has he been like 
by himself yet and proven it. He tried that a while ago as a head coach and failed miserably. Well, he was the defensive coordinator of the Rams. By the way, we haven't even touched there's a, there's on a good, and the Falcons. By the way, he we, could have been just a he could be just a good coordinator. That's true. I would never, ever, and I mean ever, consider what? hiring Todd Bowles. I wouldn't mm-hmm. even hire him to bring my garbage to the to the, the end of my driveway. Oh, you have the enemy hate for Bowles. Why? He's, well, he he just saved he, his job. He, are you upset about the t- lot not using the timeout? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you he realize just, he just let the clock he, lead he, away. Said, he you know explained what? it. Over. We're he just explained gonna, it. We're, we're going to let the time go away. We're not even going to try to to grasp and, and okay. tie the game. You're going to nitpick. Inexcusable. Had he done the timeout bit, they would have got the ball back with ten seconds. If the other team takes the like the fastest possible snaps, right. so if he had used the first timeout under your scenario, the other team would have responded by not. Taking a quick victory formation knee, they would waste a couple seconds. You hire Todd Bowles all day. It's the I, dumbest argument I, ever. I, I wouldn't hire him to make my breakfast in the morning. Cakes. Let alone they wouldn't have gotten NFL the ball team. back. That that particular complaint could be a stretch, but he's had a lot of it's clock management issues. Mis- like clock he's he's had a ton of clock management issues in his time in Tampa, no doubt. He has. Oh, I'd assume he has a clock management guy. Oh, I don't know if you can assume no, that. <laughs> I mean, every team doesn't that, have a clock management guy. No, that's I don't know. I just, that's unbelievable. Seem very smart. That didn't seem very smart to just let the game end. Yeah. But again, he explained it away. Well, okay, it's, it's, a dumb, it's, it's, it's a dumb explanation. Try and at least try so, and win the game. If the opponent goes in victory formation and they take a knee, all right. The math Dan would have Campbell, been ten seconds left if they took an immediate knee. Dan Campbell was if giving the him first a timeout is used mm-hmm. and they it's, see that they're doing that, they'll take a little bit more time like until Bowles, they get touched. Todd Bowles was drowning. He was he's flailing, and and Dan Campbell's throwing him a life jacket, he, and and Todd Bowles just let it just let it float away. I'm not saying he's a great coach. I'll never, However, never forgive that. I would have thought that team would have fallen off more like after Tom Brady. I mean, no, just, I'm with Cakes. I'm with Cakes. It's actually, it's, 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 it's idiocy. Coaching. It's idiocy. And just to assume that what's going to happen is going to happen, just to explain it's dumb. It away, it's, it's yeah, awful. dumb. He's stupid. It's dumb. If I were the I'm Blazers, you, I would have fired him on the spot. On the spot. I would have kicked Here him. Here your walking papers. Goodbye. Why well, would have made him walk home? <laughs> just to go back to that NFLPA poll, for what it's worth, I think over 800 players... Respond to the poll might have been eighteen hundred, whatever it was. Um, Aaron Glenn, we haven't really talked about him at all. Who's the defensive coordinator of Mount the him. Lions? <laughs> Didn't like him. Was in the number like one ranked defensive coordinator by the players? I know who was Aaron Glenn. Aaron Glenn, right? Well, where was Raheem in that? He I don't did, think he, he was finished there. number five. Okay, it was Aaron Glenn one, Steve Wilkes two, who's the DC of mm-hmm. the Forty Nine ers I him. think. Do you have just one season as a head coach and he got hosed? I feel yeah, like he had a very Cardinals, short. Right? He used to, I, I believe he used to work here at some point. Yeah, I think so, he too. He was a DB guy. Or Dan Quinn was three. Brian Flores, four. <laughs> Who? Brian Flores. Mm-hmm. And then Raheem Morris, five. Right. By Flores the way, was with man, the we haven't Vikings talked about it yet, but the, yeah. t- the Titans, not that this guy was kind of off the radar, but... I don't think he was as popular as some of these other names. He was ranked number Callahan. four by the players. Brian Callahan, who was the OC for the Bengals, is now going to be the head guy in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, let's go real quick. Let's go to PJ Reston. PJ. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yep. Um, so if it, were, if it was a normal year, I think Raheem Morris would be like like a pretty good hire. But we, there's, it's a special year where there's like a lot more like promising 
uh, young candidates out there. Yeah, they're a little bit uncertain, Bobby Sloak, Ben Johnson, but, you know, you, you got to have to kind of go for it. So I would much rather, you know, we go with like Ben Johnson would be my first choice, Mike Rabel number two, and then, you know, like maybe like uh, Dan Quinn or Mike McDonald after that. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you guys. You know, Morris, Morris would be a, probably a good coach, but we have a chance to get a potential genius like a Ben Johnson. If you look around the NFL, you look at, you know, like Kyle Shanahan, McVay, Mike McDaniels. It doesn't mean that Ben Johnson is necessarily going to be as good as those guys, but he might be. And I think we've we got to roll the dice with that. And I agree with you guys on bien too. I'm so happy that he's probably not going to be the coach. Uh, his biggest genius idea was changing, like, the day off from, like, Monday to Tuesday or something weird like that. Like, if that's, like, your – and his play caller, he's a terrible play caller. You know, but if that's your genius idea, that, that – and, like, all the fans were getting on, on the players because they didn't want to have a day off change. I'm more getting on the enemy. It's like you can't have a tactical idea to improve the, the team. Your genius idea is just to change a day off of when, when you guys rest. Like, what is that, you know? All right. All right. Thank, Thank you, buddy. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate the time. All right. When we come back, we will talk more NFL. We'll talk, preview the playoff games, the championship weekend games that are upcoming with Hugh Jackson next here on The Fan. Welcome back to The Junks, presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. Let's go over to the BetQL guest hotline. Say hello to Hugh Jackson, longtime NFL and college coach. Coach, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Thanks thanks for coming on. You know, it's actually great timing to have you because, you know, we want to talk about what you're doing and stuff. But also, like we were just saying during the break, you probably know all these head coaching candidates, right? You've coached with all these guys. (laughs) You have. No, no, quite a few of them. That's for sure. Are any of them like Raheem Morris? um, Give me some. Now, maybe some of the younger guys. Dan Quinn. Dan Vrabel. Vrabel. All these guys. Any of them jump out at you? Like of these head coaching candidates, alleged you know coordinators or whatever, are going to get another opportunity? Who jumps out at you as somebody these teams should really, really be thinking seriously about? Well, I, I think all of them have, you know, very something special about them because they're, they, like Raheem Morris has been a head coach before. Mm-hmm, you right. know, um, the guy that's very intriguing to me is Antonio Pierce. You know, I they agree. together back at the um, Commanders when they were the Redskins. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a linebacker on that team and just watching his leadership then, you know, and just watching him go through his career as a player and now, you know, being elevated to the head coach of the Raiders, I think it's tremendous. But Raheem Morris, um, Brian Callahan sounds like he's going to the Texans, you know. And tell um, us about again. Raheem because we've been debating about him and the fan perception. Just so you know, they're very underwhelmed. They go back to what he did in Tampa. You know, I, my defense of him is, hey, he was a young guy, he was learning. Um, and fans also are looking for offensive guys. And fans too, are looking for offensive guys. Yeah. So give us give awesome. us the positives <laughs> and negatives on Raheem. Well, I think the the positive is the fact that he has been a head coach. Mm-hmm. I don't think you ever become better unless you do it, right? Mm-hmm. You learn how to do it at a high level unless you just got a, a stacked team. A lot of these teams don't come to you stacked. You got to find a way to put it together. So I think he understands the landscape of it. You know, the first thing people's going to say, well, he didn't have as much success, you know, as people would have liked. But you just said it a second ago. I think that experience, you're older, you're wiser, you prepare better, you understand the league a little bit more. And maybe even get in a better situation. The key to all these guys having a chance to have success is can they go get a quarterback? Mm-hmm. And that's where it all starts. Yep. Speaking of quarterbacks, I want to go back to your days with the Ravens. And you coached under John Harbaugh. And you coached a young guy named Joe Flacco. How amazing was it that he had this run in the regular season, you know, after not playing 
the whole season. And then tell us what makes John Harbaugh special because that guy has had sustained success. You know, you, you, you're, uh, you said it. I was wacko for Flacco watching what he was doing, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, coming off the couch and uh, helped leading the Browns to the playoffs. And I think it was an unbelievable story that was developing. You know, obviously they ran into that buzzsaw in Houston, you know, but uh, at the same time, I was happy to have, see him have the success he had. John Harbaugh is just very consistent. You know, he's been uh, one of the best coaches in the league. I think people, when it first started, you know, because he was a special teams coach, you know, well, how did he even get the job? You know, and I, I tell people all the time, you know, that job is one of leadership and connecting with men and getting men to follow you and, and understand, you know, when to push, when to pull. And he is phenomenal that way. He's always had a great staff around him. That organization has always had great players, you know, defense is what they've been known for, but now you go draft Lamar Jackson you had a Flacco who won a Super Bowl for him. And now you have this player that's going to be probably player of the year again. So they do a great job as an organization, you know, top to bottom. And that's why some organizations win a lot and some organizations don't because they understand the structure, the vision, the alignment, the collaboration that must go on in order for you to go win. Hugh, you touched on that Houston squad for just a second. I mean, how amazing is it for a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback to have that sort of success out of the gate, making the playoffs both in their first years, Stroud playing so well, taking care of the ball as a rookie, not turning it over a lot. like That doesn't happen a lot when you have a first-year uh, head coach and quarterback in tandem that, that performs that well. No, you said it. I mean, I think uh, when they talked about it in the pregame last week, it was only three of them. And again, it went right back to Coach Harbaugh and Joe Flacco you know, as well. And so when you think about that, there's not a lot, but to watch what, what D'Amico's done and what CJ Stroud's done, you know, with a team that didn't play as well the year before. So that means they got it right. They got it right at head coach. They got it right at quarterback. They got it right with their draft. So I think they're well on their way to being a really, really good football team in the future. Coach, um, kind of take us behind the scenes if you can, um, because we were kind of talking about this with all these interviews and right now, obviously, they, they've got so many rules. You can do Zoom interviews with the guys who are still coaching in the playoffs, and then you've got to wait until they're eliminated. Then you can do the in-person stuff. But back in 2016, when you interviewed for the Browns, I assume that, that was uh, Jim Haslam, correct? He was the owner? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh-huh. So you had Haslam there. Tell us who was in the room for these interviews, and then what types of questions are they asking you? Are they asking you, hey, what staff do you want? And they, can you fill out a staff right here in front of me? And are they asking you, all right, what kind of systems are you going to run? Are they are they mm-hmm. asking you about the draft at that point? Can you kind of take us behind the scenes and tell us what that process is like? Absolutely. No, it is an entourage of people, higher-level executives that you're going to interview with. And it's normally the owner. It's the GM. If there's a GM that's in place, uh, it's business um, You know, people. And it's somebody that's probably really trusted uh, by the owner to really get a feel so they can have a difference of opinion of all these candidates. And you said it. There's so many things that you you work through, but you'll be surprised. It's not really about, you know, just the nuts and bolts of football. It's not about what you knew on offense, not about what you knew on defense. It's how are you going to run the day-to-day? And then who are the people, as you mentioned a second ago, that's going to be with you in this process? Do you have a plan 
for, you know, organized team activities and off-season programs? Mm. Do you have a plan for when you're ready to go to training camp? What will that look like? You know, everybody have dates and you know when you can do it, but what does that really look like? What is the flow of that? And then how are we going to get this team from this point to this point by the draft? Are we going to do it in free agency? Are we going to do it in a draft? What is our dollar situation, our cap? you know, the cash situation that you have to know and understand. And then where will we spend our dollars? What's going to be the most important positions that we have to change and change fast? And what does that look like? Is that going to be through drafting? Is that going to be through free agency? Um, you know, all those things or trades, all those things you have to be able to be ready to walk through and, and know that you understand a little bit. When you, when you were interviewing for that job, were you, um, Kind of take us back. Where were you with the Bengals in terms of the season? Were you guys already eliminated or didn't make the playoffs, so you had more time to prep for that, or did you have to kind of throw it all together because you were still coaching? You had to kind of throw it all together. We were playing Pittsburgh okay. um, uh, in in Cincinnati, and never forget it. We lost the big game. We thought we should have won. Uh, we had a fumble right there at the end, and we had the explosion with uh, a couple of defensive players. And the next day, I had two interviews. I interviewed in San, for San Francisco and interviewed for Cleveland and they were right after each other. And so things were just happening and they were happening at a rapid pace. And then you had to let go, you know, of what happened in the game before, mm-hmm. you know, with all, you know, cause that was a painful memory. Right. And it happened. I think now it's a little bit more comfortable for the coaches. Cause as you mentioned, you can start a first interview on a zoom, you know, and have a good conversation and kind of a meet and greet but to me, when they start to bring you to their facility, that's when you know things are getting a little bit more serious because they want to see how you fit, you know, in their culture. And um, that's a strong word that everybody is using now, the culture of their building. How do you rebuild a culture? And people want to know that. And other people get an opinion of you. And everybody wants to know about collaboration and alignment. And the other big word that's in the National Football League now is analytics. Mm-hmm. You know, how much will you use analytics to to move forward with what you do because if there's a way to save money if there's a way to be better everybody's looking for an edge so everything's going to be used watch what i tell you ai is going to show up at some point in time in the national football league of course talking to hugh jackson longtime nfl coach most recently coached at grambling state so let's get into the matchups this weekend you just had a classic a battle between Mahomes and Josh Allen. Well, now it's Mahomes and the Chiefs, Andy Reid, defending Super Bowl champions against Lamar Jackson, who's probably going to win his second MVP. How do you see this game playing out? It's going to be an unbelievable football game. I think from the Kansas City standpoint on defense, they got to do everything they can to not let Lamar run the football. You know, we, we say what we want but they're a dangerous team when he's running up and down the field or when he's making first downs. Those hidden first downs that he makes keep their offense going and gives him a chance then to spread the ball around to these other guys. But I would think that Kansas City is going to have a, a plan to where they don't try to allow him to run, especially after watching Josh Allen run last week. So if you don't slow this guy down from running, it could be tough. On the other side of it, obviously, the, uh, Baltimore's defense, uh, which is a really good defense, they got to find a way to slow Mahomes, and nobody's been able to do that. He's playing lights out, um, and and I think he's going to continue to. You're playing two really good quarterbacks, two really good young quarterbacks, two of the best in the National Football League. Uh, they're both very competitive. They both want to win against each other. 
Uh, Patrick's been there so many times. He's hard to beat. He just is. And I know it's going to be in Baltimore. I worked in Baltimore. I know Coach Harbaugh had them ready to play, but Coach Reed has done a great job. You don't have the success they had and not be able to understand the moment and be prepared for the moment of, of this game. So it's going to be a bomb burner, and I'm not going to say who I think is going to win because I'm not going to have somebody get mad at me because <laughs> I've been in Baltimore, and I know Coach Reed because we're uh, Vaqueros from Glendale Junior College, so I'm not going to push up that tree and have somebody throw something at me. <laughs> you watched the, the Chiefs-Bills game, correct? Yes. Uh, in this, you're an offensive guy, so you can kind of explain this, But um, and Kelsey's been doing this for years, but on that first touchdown – how do the Bills break down that coverage when you know Kelsey is going to be his number one target? And how is he so wide open in the red zone on that first touchdown? You know what's interesting? I guarantee you um, there's some, some data that told them when he's inside, they might not switch to coverage. Okay. So there's something they saw, you know, that put him, you know, where he was that when he started vertical, that I guarantee you they were playing for something that they had seen a, probably a ton on tape. So you go back to the Super Bowl when they put the guy in motion and willed him back out, and they threw him to the guy who was wide open. Remember mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So that, that comes from strategy and planning. So it's something in their strategy that they understand that when we're down here, we're going to show a same face but do something just a little bit different, and it throws defenses off. And that's what everybody's trying to do at a high, at a, at a high level. But they were they do it as well as anybody in the national. So that's Re- that's Reed just out coaching McDermott there. Absolutely. I mean, it's just and it happens. And it, again, I know we use a strong word there, out coaching. You know, that's that's strategy. You know, and and I get I agree with what you're saying, but boy, you guys know he's the first option down yeah, here. Yeah, right. Regardless of what we do, we're not letting him beat us. Everybody says that. Everybody says we're not going to let Lamar beat us. And they find a way to do it. Those great players, they have a way about them that they find ways, coaches find ways to get these guys touches because if you don't, they don't win. And when they do, they do win. And and that's why Kansas City wins. Talking to Hugh Jackson, longtime NFL coach. So on the other side, you've got golf against Purdy, Lions against the 49ers. Ben Johnson, we're here in D.C., is a name that the fan base is enamored with. What do you see in Ben Johnson's offense that is special? Some of the analytics say that it's the spacing. What do you see? I think I think it's a combination. I think it's a combination of the spacing. I think it's a combination of the personnel groups that they use. I think it's a combination that he has some tremendous players as well. I mean, he has one of the fastest running backs there is in, in football. Um, he understands rhythm and timing. And Jared Goff, they've done a great job with him from a confidence playing standpoint. He's playing lights out. They get the ball out of his hand. They let him make the throws he can make. So I think Ben Johnson's done an outstanding job. And I can see why people are very excited about his the possibility of him coming there. He's the number one draft pick at quarterback that he's coaching, a very dynamic offense. Um, you know, they got receivers that play at a high level. And they have a certain style about them that that gives them, you know, it looks like they're really gritty and tough. And that comes from the coordinator, being very honest with you, through the head coach. You know, obviously that's who the head coach is, but it's it's also pushed by the coordinator. So I think I think he's a tremendous candidate. But I like what he's doing on offense. Uh, hey, real quick before we let you go, getting back to the coaches, you, you were talking about Raheem and some of these other guys, and can you just kind of give us your thoughts on Vrabel? Um, I, I, yeah. I guess I read that he's going to have 
a second interview with the Falcons, but you know we're hearing Belichick to the Falcons, so who knows what the, what uh, Blank's thinking down there? I just thought that Vrabel would be plucked very soon, based on his resume. Your thoughts on him? And I think he will be. You know, when it all started, everybody thought he was on his way to the Patriots, but that was already a, a decision made by the organization. You know, contractually. Mm-hmm. Uh, which everybody understands that. I think he's a tremendous football coach. I think he's going to land on his seat somewhere um, very, very soon. Uh, I'm surprised because Atlanta, they're doing their due diligence, it looks like, on everybody. There's a lot of second interviews that are going around. But Vrabel, if you just look at his record, you you see what he did in Tennessee. Obviously, they play really great defense. He's had a lot of different quarterbacks he's been around. And I think that's a good thing. Some people don't. I do. Because when you go to your next job, you know what that guy has to have in order for you to have a chance to win. And you know what type of style and systems you want to play in. So you try to draft. One, you try to acquire the coaches that can implement that. But two, you try to go find a guy that can play uh, the type of style you need to play to win. Because he's won a lot of games. You know, at the end of the day, he knows how to do it at a high level. So I think he's going to be somewhere here pretty soon. You thanks a lot for the time, man. Really appreciate good the insight. Stuff. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, go. Thank you. All right, be good. Yep, that's Hugh Jackson, okay. longtime NFL and He's a really good guest. Head like coach. Him. Very good. Really interesting good that he, what yeah. he said about the the interview process. So it's not necessarily just how you what kind of offense you're going to run, what kind mm-hmm. of defense, like in game strategies. It's all the other outside stuff that owners are kind of looking at too. Yeah. Don't for forget, sure. before the show is done, we have a pair of tickets to go see Nikki Glazer at Warner Theater and a pair of tickets to 106.7 The Fan versus Team 980 at Bethesda Theater. That is our event that's going down February 2nd. Keep listening for your chance to win. We'll do EB's entertainment page next. At the end of the EP, we'll give you a chance to win a pair of tickets to see Nikki Glazer, the Good Girl Tour, Friday, June 21st at Warner Theater. So keep listening for your chance to win. Real quick, you're going to think this is funny slash stupid. Probably right. weighted more to the stupidity part. Okay. So yesterday, I, my car looked terrible, so I decided to go get a car wash. All right. You know, all the slush and the did. salt. And the my snow. car looks terrible right yeah. now. And I said, screw it. I'm just gonna, it was a nice day. I said, I want my car to look pretty good. So I went and got a car wash, right? All Look, right. Looked awesome. Yep. Driving home, and I went through a, a neighborhood that uh, was kind of a shortcut to my neighborhood. And for whatever reason, their roads weren't plowed. Their HOA was awful, and it was slushy and salty, and I drove through it. I mean, I, I could have backed out, but the damage was done. I got back to my house and looked at my car. I said, like, oh, my God, I just got a car wash. <laughs> so you know what I did? I went back to the car wash. <laughs> oh, wow. You doubled down. You doubled down. I you went had back to the car wash, like and, uh, and then I took a different route home. Mm. So I went to clearer streets. Okay. Because I was so bitter that I got the first car wash, and yeah. it looked like I didn't get one at all. <laughs> so I got two car washes yesterday. Good for you. Now, did you have, like, a gift card? Did you actually dip in your no, pocket? No, I've got that deal where I pay once a month, like, <laughs> unlimited. So. Oh, so it's kind uh, of true, unlimited. True, true. Right. Uh, believe me, if I, had I, to pay, to if I had to pay again, I wouldn't have done it. Right. right. I used to have that, and I gave up on it. My wife said, kid, you should get it again. It's like, uh, you know, $20, and you just do it for a month, and you could cancel it. I go, I never end up canceling. <laughs> No, I think yeah, it's I the best deal in town. You remind me, we bought a table at Restoration Hardware like three years ago before we moved into this house. And I remember at the time they said, if you become a member, mm-hmm. which did not cost anything when they presented this at yeah. the time, said, if you become a member, you'll save 20% on this table. And the table right. was expensive. <laughs> sure. Right. Like, son, email yesterday. <laughs> 
they were automatically renewing this membership. And it was like $200 a year. <laughs> I haven't been to that restoration years. hardware in three years. Better hunt that money down. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got to cancel before February 20th. And I called. And, of course, I was on hold for literally 15 minutes, and they well, beat me because I just said, I'm tapping out. I'll try tomorrow. Same thing happens to me with HBO Max. I don't know how to get rid of it. It's, it's Max it's, now. Whatever just, it's called. Max. I can't get rid of it. I, I It's it's a wormhole well, on the website. Well, you True Detective, then. At least Maybe take advantage of it. Send him a reminder email or text. Yeah, I'll, I'll be working on my I'll be working on my Actually, True Detective is not for you. I like the first one. Too much thinking. <laughs> too much supernatural. I like the there's, first one. There's supernatural stuff. There's See, too the much supernatural too much stuff. I'm not too potential much, supernatural. Too much. Too much thinking. Listen, because that's a lot different. The supernatural you just, aspect. You can't just like look down. You can't look down on your phone. Oh, no, you're you going to miss something. Pay attention. Yeah, yeah. I know. And that's it's not. That's not for, for you. That's it's not hard for, you. for me. <laughs> but I do get a treat if I can. If I can get through the first half hour. You know what I mean? And lock in. It's not for you. You got to put Twitter. I do remember. Right now, I can't remember. Remember. the night of. He never got past never got the first past half it. hour. I Those do guys remember. still waiting to get in the car to go to the party. As far as I'm right. concerned, I do remember <laughs> the first go around of True Detective. I had to watch the first episode like nine times. The first could, season's the best because I couldn't it's lock so in. Long everyone kept man. talking about. Long I had to keep man. watching it and keep watching it, and then I got in. It was just but eerie. man, I had to keep watching it. Yeah. It was eerie. Well, also the acting was so the good. acting was spectacular. McConaughey. Hey, and don't Harrison. you get him as billionaire them thirty feet? Yep. That's a great scene. It's a great scene of so True good. Detective. I have to go watch it again. Season one. I, I, I watch dueling seasons of uh, True Detective. Why don't you watch the night of once and for it. all? No, I'm not gonna. I can't go back. I feel I'm telling Jason he's missed the first two episodes of. Uh, TD season four, he yeah. might be out. No, I got him recorded. Ship is sailing without him. Just waiting for me. Jason. Although I'm, I'm getting my house painted today. Oh, all oh. oh, those fumes going to overcome you. I mean, there's going to be a million people in my house, and it's probably going to take all day. <laughs> yeah. Did you say yesterday that you you still record shows? You said DV- you, yeah. Why don't you just go to DVR? I do. I re- I record games all the time. No, no. You said I recorded True Detective. Oh yeah, I did. Recorded <laughs> one and two. <laughs> <laughs> What? But you just open the app and click play. Yeah. You don't have to record anything. Well, what's the difference? He though? likes the added layer of security. Well, maybe it goes recording. along. I mean, I'd... the added layer, it's on, it's on the <laughs> I, first thing on the I app. When you... I know, but it's. What it's, app? I just what go do you to... mean? Like you go HBO app or Max app or whatever on the yeah, on I mean, TV? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, mean, I just go to the, the guide and it says, all right, direct, true, to t- true detective season yeah, one. I just record it. methodology. Yeah. I do the same thing. I find sometimes with the app, it might not be with Max. But sometimes if you do on-demand, uh-huh. they'll throw ads in there. Whereas if you That's just true. record it with DVR, you don't get the ads. That's true. It depends on the mm. app. But, like, some of them, you could watch it for free, but you got to endure ads. <laughs> it's true. Now, some yeah, some like shows, Paramount Plus, I'll endure ads. Something if an ad or... came yeah. up in the middle of <laughs> Night Country... I'd want to put my size 11 and a half through the TV. There's no, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no ads that are Zero popping up ads. in the middle of True Detective. No. That might not. That's just I'm the way sure I've always right. done it. I've always done it that way. Yeah. I'd rather be in Carcosa. <laughs> so you, you, so you're out. Ennis, so you think. And this so Alaska record a show that's on an app. dumpster. Yeah. yeah. What? But what's the difference? Well, there's you could, you could, it's it's could not record. is a little amusing. It's what? No, I'm sorry? Your, your mindset about it that I got to record a show is just a little amusing. I know, but what's it. the difference if I record it or if I just download because the app? Because all the shows are on are on the app immediately. It's a, you, you just you, you, oh, it's you're, step. No, I understand yeah. what you're saying. If I wanted to watch it right away, I get it. But 
if, if I know I'm not going to watch it right no, away, I just yeah, record no, they it. Have I can watch it. They'll have on the I can app. Watch it don't whatever have, you don't have to remember yeah. to record no difference. On the app, there's a library of episodes. By you hitting record, can I tell you then get a library of episodes. Can I tell you where I'm, I'm team it Jason? It takes three seconds to can't. set it up. <laughs> You're fine. I mean, they, they just they like to make fun of everything yeah. we do. I mean, here, I think it makes you know, all I the sense in the question. world. I, I didn't all right, say can I explain? No, I found it a little amusing. Okay, because the, the old it's... man is trying is have to reset the thing to record right. a show at nine. Can o'clock. I can I defend you? I'm going to defend you. Okay, <laughs> it's actually a good way to organize what you might want to watch. <laughs> so if you just say, uh, you know, you say something and you're you're, you're just going to um. Do the on demand. The you might you, you don't know what all the things you want to watch, but if you DVR yeah. these things, then now you say, "Oh yeah, I want to watch this. I want to watch it." Right? It kind of organizes for you. Yeah, yeah. I you have your shows. Otherwise, you forget. A lot of people do. You have your shows. I across you have different the shows. Platforms. Oh, these are shows I want to watch. I'm going to DVR these. I mean, of course, you could go and you could yeah. say, you know, you got to remember. Then you got to delete them. Right. Uh, so I think, well, it, takes, it, takes three, it takes three seconds it to delete. It organizes it. You know what I did last night? Alexa, play True Detective on HBO Max. Right, but you remembered. <laughs> no, you remembered that. Well, I but, I, but I didn't problems. have it in my... I didn't uh, have, have memory, memory problem. problems. You don't have to have a memory problem. You just you remember every show that you're interested in at all times? Yeah, I wasn't thinking about True Detective yesterday. I said... You saw I, it on I, your DVR. I didn't, though, I, didn't right? have a, I didn't have time to just watch it right away. Right, so I, you just get your car washed a yeah, hundred times. Yeah. So <laughs> now I know I can watch it whenever I want. I can watch it back to back, or I can watch one and then wait until a couple days and watch two. Yeah. It's just the way I, that's the way I think. I, listen, I do think you're weird about something, but I'm, a, I'm, the, I'm team DVR. I meant DVR has been godsend. Me. Now, when I want to watch Dateline, I'll just go to my r- remote and I'll say Dateline. Yeah. All the episodes come up. Hey, yeah. if I promise to watch American Nightmare episode one, do you promise to watch True Detective Night Country episode one? No, because I've got painters in my house oh. and uh, it's going to be chaos all over the place. All right. I don't know. You won't meet me today while the painters are at your house. We'll get drunk together and have dinner because I'm going to be out. <laughs> no, in the I'm actually, I, I got dinner plans with my neighbors. Sorry. Your neighbors are more important than me. Well, he the the guy, the dad, he's been out of town for a long time because he's taking care of his father. Okay. He's only in town for like three days, so ah. I told him we'd have dinner. Oh, you like That's him? very nice of you. He's a good dude. Yeah. Look yeah. at that. Mark. He sees you every day. Huh? Yeah, he I see you every, every day. I see you all the time. I'm kidding. I, I can meet care. you for a drink before dinner, maybe, or I don't no, know, I don't know what time you're going to over spot. there. Oh. I just... Are you going to be in Herndon? <laughs> but it'll be at that, probably an Irish bar out there. Yeah. I'm not going to Herndon. <laughs> You come to the burn, I'll, I'll meet no, it's you. It's all the same to me. Herndon, Reston, uh, Ashburn. No, it's like seven miles. Yeah, right. It's all the same, though, to me. It's all like kind of near 28. Mm-hmm. I met a guy, by the it way, is. the other day at MGM who told me he was from Virginia. And he also told me he no longer watches the NFL because guys are kneeling. And I was like, you're weird. I was thinking, you're weird. I was like, you're not really from northern Virginia. You're from like... Southern, a different South, part of Virginia. Southeast Virginia. I'm going to say something to defend that guy. There was a period of time where that really did annoy a lot of people, myself I, included. I understand. But that doesn't happen anymore. Guys, for the most part, right. they're over that It doesn't thing. happen. And all the NFL does is slay across every range demographic. It, it hasn't true. hurt the product, mm. or at least people coming to the product. No, no lots it's of people. people they predicted the demise of the NFL. Yeah. Wrong. When he told me that, I was like... <laughs> You're missing out, my friend. Right. <laughs> Keep, but uh, good job taking a stand. I just think there's a lot of ways you could protest. That's not one. I think it's <laughs> yeah, great. Right. But... It's not a hill you're dying on. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, you want to do EP when I come back? 
I mean, we yeah, because we, we didn't do what we didn't do one EP story, and no, I know we, we have tickets to give away. I did, I did promise that if you kept listening and you were mm-hmm. caller ten, you would win a pair of tickets to see Nikki Glaser the Good Girl Tour Friday, June twenty first at Warner Theater. So call now to win eight hundred six three six one zero six seven is the number. Tickets are on sale now. For tickets and more event info, go to thefandc.com slash events. Courtesy of Live Nation. When we come back. We'll actually do some EP, and we'll give you a chance to win tickets to 106.7 The Fan versus the Team 980 at Bethesda Theater. So keep listening for your chance to win. Let's get into the EP brought to you by Don't Sleep Energy Drink. Don't Sleep has all of your energy and performance needs covered. Get some now at don'tsleepenergy.com. Use the promo code JUNKIES. And remember, Don't Sleep makes you great. I want to say what's up to my boy Lions is in the car. Uh, my boy Jeff Lyons, he's driving from New York to Florida to visit his father. Mm. And he's actually just he's texting me right now. He's right in D.C. Ah. Uh, as he's listening. So, Jeff, what's up? He says, he says uh, traffic in D.C., he's from Long Island, is a hundred, you know, a thousand times worse than New York City. And then he says something I can't say on the air. Yeah. Um, well, safe travels to him. Yeah, my man Jeff. Uh, all right, Oscar nominations came out. Hmm. And you know mm. this this is officially the year I've watched the least movies ever. <laughs> I don't think okay. I, I'm not sure I've been to the theater in the calendar last All right, name the movies months. and I'll I'll tell you how many I've seen okay, in I looked theaters. at the list. I think I saw zero. Really? Yeah, but these yeah. are the best. I know Oppenheimer's got to be on there. I never saw it. I never saw it. All right, so <clears throat> American Fiction, never heard of it. Uh that's <clears throat> relatively new. I haven't seen it. Kevin reviewed it liked it. Anatomy of a Fall. Heard never, great things. Never heard seen of it. it. Barbie, I wouldn't see that dead. Saw it. Uh, the Holdovers. Why never, wouldn't you see Barbie? Not into that. The Holdovers. Saw cool it. Actually school. pretty good. Never heard of it. Killers of the Flower Moon. Are have, you kidding haven't me? Haven't seen it. No, it's almost four never hours long. I saw I am it. Intrigued. <laughs> saw it. Uh, now, this one. Did you watch it? Without having to go to the bathroom in the middle? No. I watched it with my no 72-year-old father. He had to take three pee breaks. Yeah. Three breaks. <laughs> right, isn't it? Three and a half hours? At least. Uh, I think it's three hours, 40 minutes. Yeah. Wow. What's American fiction about? But in I nutshell, never it. it's a nutshell, it's a movie about an African-American author who oh, yeah. I believe is persuaded to write a book about the, the African-American experience, but he fictionalizes it and mm. doesn't want to do... What he thinks is like true to his heart, it turns out to then be a gets, big hit, and then it's about his life, like dealing with it. Uh, the aftermath. That's what I know about. Right, it. he writes it kind of as a goof, and it yeah. ends up being being like a the best work he's ever done. Gotcha. Yeah. Anatomy of a Fall, I did see. What's that one about? Give us a, give us how many uh, <clears throat> three game parlays? <clears throat> is that the Jimmy G story? <laughs> <laughs> how many car wash? No, it could be the Sam Howell story. Well, well, that could be from like week well, nine you're on. you're a Jimmy G guy. Just... All right. Um, Anatomy of, of a Fall is about a kid who's walking his dog home, and he finds his father in the on the ground uh-huh. in the snow, dead. Mm. All right. Uh, he's blind. The kid's blind. Okay. He's not a long jumper, is he? He's not a, he didn't have a... Oh, uh, somebody okay. said he was racing. <laughs> yeah. And it's about whether or not the father was pushed out of the house by the oh. mom or if he jumped. Oh, it sounds like staircase. It's a courtroom drama. Oh, I'm in. Here's the problem. What? It's subtitles. 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 I Out. love subtitles. Out. I now, do this now subtitles. When the, when yeah, the, but I want to hear the English language being spoken. I like closed captioning. The, I the, get the, the mom... Yeah. 
the mom, I think the actor is from, let's say, Germany, and then the dad is from France. So when they're talking together, and that's short, and the, the lawyer, when they're actually talking together, that's they're speaking English. All right. But the courtroom, and the courtroom is like an hour and a half. It's all subtitles. Very hard <laughs> to track, but the movie is very good. All right. You want to give you a Why did you see that? That seems random in Jason's Kevin, movie. Because Kevin said he really liked it. He goes, this will be right up your alley. Yeah. Um, you listen to Kevin? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> he actually knows All what right. he's talking about. Because I, he told me it was a courtroom drama, and I love courtroom I, drama. Yeah, I get size for courtroom. All right, I'm going to tell you a little side story regarding that plot. I, I can't believe it got a, it got um, nominated for Best Film. Well, Kevin raved about it. So you talk about, so it. the guy comes, the, 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 the kid is walking around, and he falls, finds his dad dead. Correct. My father used to help me deliver papers, right? And I would get up at, when I was... What, 13, 14, mm-hmm. 15, 16? Did it all the way through 18. When I was like 14 years old, he would do, we would be up at 4.30. He had the one part of the route. I had another part of the route. And then we were, I was always a little bit scared because it was, yeah. you know, I'm like 14 years old. It's dark. Yeah. I'm like dark. And it's just the darkness haunted me a little bit. And so I would run and deliver the paper. There was also a house on your route because I would sub for you that had a Doberman. Yeah, some of them had dogs. Some of them were spooky. And you looked at that house and you go, I don't know what drug dealing they're doing there or what's that house is spooky my dad didn't meet me at our where we always meet every morning and i started freaking out. out yep and he still wasn't there and he still wasn't there and then i backtracked his steps and he had slipped and falled on the ice and he was he laid falled. out <laughs> he, yeah. Yeah. he was he was laying out no he was laid out on the <laughs> ice and he couldn't um and he was like he couldn't move mm-hmm. and uh it kind of traumatized him. Sure. Yeah. Because he was older. Because you thought Meanwhile, he was Meanwhile, you didn't even really shuffle your mom's <laughs> sidewalk yesterday. Well, the other day. But I told her, this is a waste of time. You're not leaving anyway. No, you're just trapped. Yeah. I mean, what can it's, I do, Jiffy? It's going to be 60 Friday anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's going to melt. It's all going to be trapped. Away. I mean, she, I already told her you're not allowed to leave the house. Get the even if I shoveled it, she still wasn't allowed to leave the house because there's ice everywhere. No. Everywhere. <laughs> even if I had a perfect sidewalk. So did you get your pops up? What'd yeah, you it kind of traumatized me, and I uh, helped him. And you know, I think he, I think he, he was fine. He probably just sore, but he was kind of like he was he was laying down there like groaning for probably like five or ten minutes. Hmm. You know, because he's an older guy, heavy, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It's kind of traumatic. And when you said that story, you just triggered that something I hadn't thought of. Maybe and, maybe you'll like the thirty movie. years. Bring back memories. I thought he was dead. Yeah, well, this guy is What are dead. the rest of the movies? Yeah, is that it? Oh, okay. Here you go. This one <laughs> counts for me. I almost saw this one the other day. I, I I wanted to see it, and then it got too late because it's now. You can watch it. I was going to watch it down in my media room. Let me it's guess. Maestro? Maestro. I was intrigued Bradley by, by Bradley Cooper and the being Leonard Bernstein or whatever those guys. One of those guys he was. I don't remember which one. It was. <laughs> Leonard Bernstein, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no interest Bernstein, in that. Bernstein, Stein. I mean, I, don't I think know the it's difference. Stein, but I, I mean, I could be wrong. Could be. I don't care about that movie. I'm pretty sure. I grew up in a, fa- in a family the, of music. What's so the not because in, in the in the REM song they go Leonard Bernstein. Hundred percent, it's Bernstein. Oh yeah. Well, just because Michael Stipe said that, it doesn't mean that. I'm going to trust R.M. Okay. Yeah. Plus, right. Bram goes by Wine Weinstein. Oh, he is Bram Weinstein. Weinstein. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> right? I don't even know what I call Bram John Weinstein. I don't even. Know. I think he goes Weinstein. Isn't it Weinstein? Bram Weinstein. I thought it was. I, I could think be wrong. I think it's Stein. I might be wrong. You're yeah. thinking I of think John Feinstein. 
John Feinstein. Weinstein. I think you're right. It's John Feinstein. Hold on. John Feinstein's coming on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bram you know Weinstein. Uh, Give me another one. Give me no, another one. It's Bram Weinstein. You're right. Yes. Yeah, I, I botched it. I know. Bram, I apologize. All right, but hold on. What was... Thank you. This is a smash When, when is it in the song? I, Two I minutes story, and 59 seconds in. Yeah. <laughs> you got to let it play, Ricky. Just keep Leonard playing it. Bernstein. <laughs> Leonard Bernstein. Leonard Bernstein. 100%. I bet my life on it. I, I don't know. We're going to have to pay ASCAP. Get ready. Cheers. <laughs> it's awful radio. Hold on. No, it's not. People are on the edge Great of their song. seats. I'm telling you, it's like the last line of the song. Is it? Is it the end? I'm, li- I'm pretty sure. All right, fast forward to the end. <laughs> I, I can't in this system. What? Oh, you can't? No, you don't even need to hear it. I'm telling you, I know. I know music. Just like you. I know the end of that song. I believe you. Yeah. I just want to hear I it. I just don't know Bram Weinstein's name. Oh, yeah. You sure are cakes? I see. <laughs> I see. The other night, I dream of knives. Continental Drift Divide, Mountain Sentinel Line. Okay, Leonard Bernstein. Bernstein, don't Bernstein. say Stein. Stein would rhyme with a line. Yeah. Right. Of course it's okay. Bernstein. I don't know. Uh, the next line is no, Leonid Brezhnev, Lenny Bruce, and Lester Bangs. <laughs> a tournament of lies. End of the world as we know this it. It's right after this chorus here. The yeah. end of the world as we know it. I just need to get the, the end of the rating. <laughs> People love this song. It's probably and that better, backing better vocal we do. Is so good. Hey, too. they feel fine. Is it coming? Yeah. Play it. Fine. I think it's the end. I told we you. We missed it. I just played the whole thing. I told you it's at the end. Well, you got a minute. Not a lot of time left. <laughs> Who cares? It's the uh, end of the show as we know I it. Did... Hold on. <laughs> no, that's just going to repeat, repeat, repeat. Such you a missed good it. Tune, I think you missed it. I think you just said it. You just said it. He was flaming. Yeah. <laughs> flaming me. <laughs> now here it comes. <laughs> Thank you. There you go, All right, now it's time for the read. Tenth call at 800-636-1067. You win two tickets to 106.7 The Fan versus Team 980 live Friday, February 2nd at Bethesda Theater. We hope to see you there. Caller number 10, 800-636-1067. You will score tickets in for free. Be Mitch and Finley coming up next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 